Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. It is time to talk about um, the tears of the kingdom. Uh, the, the Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II passed away and we're having a new Zelda game called Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, no coincidence. My name is Dylan. They didn't show it in the UK for that very reason. My name is Victim. Ah, <laughs> uh, you think I'm joking? Here. It's the truth. <laughs> and Rick's here too. I don't know. I didn't hear you say anything. But <laughs> oh, well, it's okay. Vic was. Uh, Vic, it was important for Vic to get the loss of His Majesty off his chest. Um, Your sovereign leader in Canada yes. land, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, May she uh, rest in peace. She was our governor general. Uh, now, when Mr. King Charles, the, I think he's the second as well. He's the third. I'm pretty sure he's third. The third. Third, yeah, third or second, something. Yeah. So, yeah, you now have a king. <laughs> Listen, you guys can make fun of it all you want, her death, you know. Uh, actually, funny enough, in Canada, she was pretty well, like, put up on a pedestal. Like, no one really... Mm-hmm. I, it, it was a, it was a shock to see how many people were like, "Yeah, good, glad that evil tyrant." And I'm like, I don't think she held any power, guys. I don't. Not not the way that people yeah. treat her. I was going to say, like, isn't that the, the 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 UK government that you're mad at? I'm like, I, I I think you guys might be firing the bullets in the wrong direction, there, guys. Hello. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Fuck. But the whatever. Queen. Fuck it. So like, uh, I wanted to start. We cut the. Let me start over. So we cut the pre-show a little short because we were talking about a cool subject. I wanted to bring it back for the recording. So. Um, we were, we were talking about our agenda items and obviously we're going to talk about the state of play, which was today. And it, today is the 13th of September. Uh, so, uh, we were talking about kill zone. Don't remember how we got on the subject of kill zone, but I really like kill zone. So TLDR, right. We're talking about like the setting. <laughs> um, so hear me out in kill zone one, right? It's a shooter game. It's supposed to be a halo killer. Wasn't a halo killer, but it was a really good PlayStation shooting game. One of the best of its time for sure. I mean, PlayStation had so few good right. shooting games. Like they had like, yeah. that and Resistance and SOCOM. That was it. <laughs> they, they, they had <laughs> their own like, hundred v hundred game too that came out a while. Oh yeah, that was garbage though. Oh but, mad. Uh, that was yeah, a PlayStation mad. three game, I believe. Uh, yes. That released and it was yeah. supposed to be a three. It, it was basically a planet side killer, except for it was worse. Again. It's one of those things, like a battlefield killer in technicality, because mm-hmm. that's who they were really competing with. But it was supposed to be a three faction thing. Yeah. Uh, so kill zone, right? Um, yeah. Oh, right. Thank you. In the chat, Destiny reminded me we were talking about team shooters. That's why we were talking about because we were talking yeah, about Splatoon, yeah. and it's like yes. I, speaking of team shooters, I really liked Kill Zone because the multiplayer was a team shooter, um, where you had like classes and stuff. It was like New Age Team Fortress. It was awesome. So, uh, in Killzone 1, right, so there's these comically evil space Nazis called the Hellgas. They look evil. They got the evil goggles and the black coats. It looks like, you know, Hugo Boss is their fashion designer. The space version, right? Um, so, they live on a planet called Hellgan, which is not suitable for human life. They had to, like, sort of terraform it, sort of evolve. They don't have hair because it's really shitty to live there. No one should live there. They were exiled there by this universal world government. I don't remember why. Um... And for generations, they were really bitter about it. And then they get this dictator guy who's like, hey, fuck that world gov- or universal government people. We should go invade the nearest colony planet. It's called Vecta, right? Um, and they do that. That's Killzone 1. You stop them. Uh, Killzone 2, the universal world government's like, you know what? They fucked us real hard in that first game. We're going to invade their planet. Not nuke it from orbit or destroy it with like a Death Star weapon. No, we're going to invade and cause great suffering. Because why not? 
Uh, and oh, then, yeah, and it goes horribly. Basically, they send everybody except for your character out there to die. Uh, yeah, and so in, at the end of Killzone 2, you kill that dictator man, right? And it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. And with their power structure in a total vacuum, Killzone 3 kicks off. You're trying to escape this planet, but it takes many months after a brief time skip, of course. Um, because the fallout of your actions in the previous game were so vast and so not in your favor. Um, you end up glassing the planet anyway, which... That was an option? Like, okay. Yeah. You you sent probably billions of soldiers to die. Also, not every Helgastian... Helgast is evil. Mm -hmm. Although, to be fair, in the game, I think they portray literally every single one of them as evil. Like, comically evil. Mm -hmm. I, I It's been years since I played the game. Oh my game. god. In the first game, one of the party members, because it's a four-man squad, right, is half Helgast, half human, and the party treats him like shit. <laughs> like... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, we, I, we were kind of briefly mentioning it before. It, it kind of brings me to the like the story of the telling element, telling element. Of, like, I really like it when a game gives me a genuinely gray area character, like a character that's willing to do the evil option if it's the right or best option, you know, at the time. I find that really interesting, uh, character building wise or whatever. But then there's just evil for the sake of being evil, and it's so fucking weird. Well, yeah, Vic. How are we going to punch the puppies if we don't have somebody willing to punch a puppy to yeah. open that door? <laughs> the puppies follow the key. Starts revving up chainsaw. Exactly. Well, and then we have comically, like, I don't give a fuck characters, because Xbox really leaned into that, like, the Gears of War, uh, yeah. uh, Bullet Storm, those kinds of games where they're like, nah, these other guys, they're going down. I don't care if they're human-shaped. I don't care if they're actually people. Fuck them all. We're going to burn them. I'm going to rev my chainsaw and cut this asshole in half. <laughs> like, oh. Like, it, but it's be like, I think it speaks to the different kind of uh, developer, for lack mm -hmm. of better terms. Yeah. Like, I know. Uh, um, yeah. So, Victim hasn't started Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yet, but I know in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they had some of the best villains ever, right? Because their actions were somewhat reasonable, or at least predictable. Right, and well, they were they were evil, and then by the end, some of them are straight up heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three can't say the same; they're irredeemable, and that's fun, right? Felt good to slay them. Um, and um, where am I going with this? There, there are other games out there that have like really good villains, like um, I'm trying to blank now. Ah. Tell me, victim, what are your favorite villains? <laughs> I mean, you know my favorite villain of all time. Well, I don't know all time. I mean, at least out of like RPGs, up there. I know what you're talking is, about is 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 Arden. And... Arden is top notch villainy, mm -hmm. and he's an understandable and pitiable character. I would but argue I... that in some ways, I don't even know if I would say he's great. Like, I, I would say he he probably borders more towards. I mean, like there is... anti-hero revenge tale. Character. Oh yeah, no, but mm -hmm. there is definitely. He's definitely the, gray, but I will kill everybody because it pleases me. He still does fall into that category. <laughs> yeah, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I'm still a little sad that we didn't Mur get a full. Murder because it makes you smile is still evil, no matter how you dress it up. I, I, I just wish we had more DLC to go through him. I still haven't done his. It's really oh, good. his it's story really is fantastic, Vic. It's really short, uh, but it's so good. 
if you want to talk about more like truly morally gray to the point of I couldn't agree with him, Mariyuki. Who's that? Persona. Oh, right. Uh the the from five. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've yeah. never I've never heard of his name said like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I showed me a second. I was what like, am I, what what's his name? It's uh Maruki. Yeah. Maruki. Uh, yeah, okay. I, that, that's close. That's I was close. like, huh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Okay, Maruki. Yeah, you know, he's a he's a fantastic villain and like you feel bad for not agreeing with them, honestly, taking the bad ending where everybody's mm. happy. Yeah. <laughs> the bad ending where everybody's happy. <laughs> what a twist. I like uh, I, I do like the good old revenge villains, though. Uh, that's one of the things oh, I really yeah. liked about Scarlet Nexus, though I really want Victor to play it one day, so I'm not going to spoil it or even talk about who the villain even is. Because it's kind of like okay. there, there are a lot of competing villain characters, right? Um, well, and I assume the secretive organization that you work for is clearly one of them. Uh, it it goes beyond them. Game. It goes beyond them. It's great. <laughs> um, it has right. lots of good twists and turns. But um, the uh, the villain in that game had motives of revenge uh, after being fucked over. So you love to see it. Speaking <laughs> of JRPGs, since we've talked about two JRPGs, um, you know, we need to talk about Sony because they had their state of play today. If we don't get through and our agenda, we'll never finish the episode. Yeah, true. <laughs> we need to talk about, you know, the best game that was on the list, and I'm looking for it right now. Um, Tekken, Tekken 8, right? Oh, yeah. No, I was going <laughs> to come up with some. Oh, it was the PlayStation Stars loyalty program, Dylan. <laughs> I, 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 I looked at that. And I'm like, is this an NFT store? Are they announcing NFTs? They didn't say NFT. Hey, you know what? But I so tried one. If I'm getting one for free, you know, I ain't going to complain, but... You can get it. It's not for free. free but it's for free because you paid for it by buying the PlayStation. Oh, okay. Free Fair NFTs enough. exist. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, you know, the, in fairness, they do have some things on the list. Obviously, the only thing of real merit that we're seeing... that Because for anybody that's excited for, like, the Samurai game one of the samurai games because it looks like there's more than one based off of these pictures that i'm seeing um but we're not saying that these are going to be bad or not exciting but like the uh the one from neo developer uh the open world the rise of the ronin we've seen this game before it's assassin's creed it's literally yeah. samurai assassin's creed one of the issues i have with it or more specifically with, with uh ninja team it's just that they fucking, I don't know, or Team Ninja, I guess I said backwards, but um, yeah. they, Neo was one of those games that a lot of people liked, and a lot of people liked, uh, what was it there, uh, Stranger of Paradise, and a couple of other, other games, but I think one of the issues I had with it is that they are trying way too hard to be like Loot Goblin games. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm, I can't judge this game based off the trailer alone, but I can say I've seen Glider just like that before. We've we've all played Breath of the Wild at this point. Yeah. Um, it's an open world game. It looks like you climb to tall things to see better. Like we've seen all of these things in this game already. And yeah. if you want an epic sprawling samurai story, we've had. I can. I'm willing to go on record right now saying that. I'm willing that the one that uh, came out, Ghost of Tsushima, 
is probably going to have a much better story than whatever this one is. No, more than likely. It, you just I don't looks know better. Can, <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't know if you can top Ghost of Tsushima as a samurai story for mm-hmm. video game. I'm also just not looking forward to Borderlands meets Assassin's Creed. Oh, there's that. Um, you know, okay, and then we've got God of War. We all knew this was coming. It's like for those of you out there that care about God of War, the three of us I don't think are on no. that list. No. But I'm sure it's going to be a good God of War game. Congratulations, you got another one. Kratos I don't know because like <laughs> that last one they had was so divorced from the, what made the series great, right? But like people really liked it. Devil May Cry well, was well. on like comparable to. Sorry, God of War was comparable to Devil May Cry, like the oh, old yeah. one. And then this new one, it's like they're trying to be Dark Souls, or I guess well, really they're trying to be Assassin's Creed, the new ones. Yeah, right. in yeah. fairness, Feels I don't wrong. think you could get away with a serious game having uh, cartoonish sex scenes anymore. So, like a lot of the feel of the old God of War game, mm-hmm. I don't think you could legitimately produce it now uh, without it being mocked by the people that you need to cover it because you can't like being a triple a studio you can't produce a game that ign and kotaku and whoever are going to just all mock universally mm-hmm. well just make sure your studio is from poland they'll be fine with it well i mean they mocked the hell out of cyberpunk 2077 well they did but they they, they praised the living shit out of the witcher 2 and 3 is where mm-hmm. i was joking right well and yeah in in fairness like Geralt's sex life is cartoonish. It's like what a it's, it's like what a fourteen year old thinks uh, an adult well, sex life is. I mean, I guess as a player, you can choose to have it not be that bad. But yeah, uh, look in the first Witcher, they gave you fucking cards for so yeah, you could trading cards of I all the women. About, you I forgot about so, that. No, but was the Witcher made? Was the first Witcher game made in Renpai? Like, <laughs> I don't fucking well know. All right, so. It we wasn't covered all the game. boring shit in uh, <laughs> State of Play. Oh, oh, in Hogwarts Legacy. This is one of the most bullshit things that they can do. It's not even going to be a good mission. I Let them have almost it. guaranteed. But this whole, like, the, there is no console war. Why, why do the console companies continuously try to do it? Microsoft isn't even playing the same, like, game as Sony anymore. Mm. Microsoft's like, you want to play Xbox? You don't even need a fucking Xbox to play the games. We'll release new games on our Games Pass. Yeah. You don't I, need uh, an Xbox. It's like, here's, a, here's an exclusive mission for Hogwarts Legacy. And then everyone it, it collectively groaned mm-hmm. or was like, I wasn't going to play that mission anyways. Or they, they scratched their head and they're like, and, who else was going to have the, have yeah, the there exclusivity? Were, right. <laughs> they're only two real things that can happen with this one it's going to be so overly busted that you're going to have an easier time like a a stupidly easier time playing on playstation or two it's going to be meaningless and probably poorly acted and Mm -hmm. like dealt with like it'll be poor all around or it will be the most like quintessential thing that every playstation player needs to do there's no in between I'd say even that aside, the game looks fine. It looks like oh, what I'll everyone would want <laughs> out of a Hogwarts game. Just but imagine, issue... like, you load up that side quest, and it's like a Metal Gear Solid 5 side quest. There's, like, intro credits, and it's like, the Sony exclusive, yeah. <laughs> directed by Neil Druckmann. Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy, the side quest at the haunted house. <laughs> I, I feel... I, I... <laughs> 
I feel like uh, there'd be a lot too, too many kids being shot in the head if Neil had his hands at it. So, yeah, or they'd be yeah. naked. That'd yeah, be the but I I assume it's going to be a good game. Yeah, again, like like we talked about, like we briefly mentioned about Cyberpunk getting uh, lambasted by media before the game came out. It did, you know, when it got its just desserts, when it did come out for being subpar on release, um, that's fine. But they ahead of time shit. The Hogwarts Legacy got a very similar treatment. Like a person that was a developer on the game once said mean tweets. <gasps> Color me shocked. Like, uh, well, why even go that like dig that far when literally the fucking creator is like one of the biggest punching bags on the internet. Right, by well, literally they, everyone, like not a I, single person. She's, out su- there she's such that, a target that they have to distance themselves from her for like official events for the Harry Potter yeah. universe. And yeah, stuff. the in in it's like it's just caused her to double down too, because yeah, at first the first thing the first tweets <laughs> that she fired off that were homophobic were not even out of line for the social like norms at the time. Mm-hmm. They would have been like. It'd be like getting mad at Obama now for having said during his presidency a marriage is between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't give a shit for that, do they? No. no. And it's fine because quite literally everybody that wasn't gay thought that at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Um, so J.K. Rowling, the creator of or author of the Harry Potter franchise, I, I forget the number, but she's like, in the top 10 or top 20 richest women in the world. Oh, yeah. She, like, in every other respect, she should be, uh, like, celebrated by the uh, people that... Well, celebration aside, it's like, what are they going to cancel? She could go have, like, you know... It'd be like canceling Notch. Unlimited lasagna at fucking Olive Garden for every meal every day until she dies. She still had millions and millions of dollars. They've tried to cancel Notch several times. He's like, eh, fuck it. That was my joke. (laughs) <laughs> like, like yeah he's got so much money he doesn't give a shit yeah he, he lives off in california in his mansion and he just fucking they cancel um, him he's like whatever i'll come back to twitter in a month well <laughs> right and like the best thing the only thing that you can do for either of these people is remove their social media presence you can't take away their money like their money is tied up like they're making money off of investments at this point you can't cancel somebody's investments unless you somehow figure out where they're invested and shut down that company by that point we're talking probably like eco-terrorism yeah <laughs> like i don't know what else you could do i don't so know, I don't know. <laughs> like the rules for getting banned on twitter are very inconsistent right oh of course well like, it depends um, on your political leanings yeah like uh if you you know say a bunch of cringe like that andrew tate guy did you'll get yeeted right yep. uh but you could be the literal taliban and be blue check mark verified yes yeah. <laughs> I think the problem. I, with I've that seen is, their videos on LimeWire. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it's notoriety, right? It's like Tate was being talked about by everybody. Nobody's mm-hmm. talking about the fact, and that doesn't make it right or wrong or anything like that. I'm not I'm not defending like Twitter, let's say, right? right. But like, nor that, are you defending that, Tate because his takes are cringe. Like we've been over it's that. It's probably last legitimately that, it, right? Is it's just like nobody's really shining a light on it, and if Twitter doesn't have to deal with it, that's less effort for them. I mean, realistically. Mm-hmm. Al-Qaeda's benefit. It's going to bite them in the ass one day. They really should deal with it. To Al-Qaeda's benefit, they don't post their beheading videos on Twitter. They just are fucking Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, right? Yes. I get them confused. (laughs) 
I mean, in fairness, they've Don't been me. closely related for <laughs> in some respects because they had a common enemy. Mm-hmm. But they're I don't think they're friends at memory serves. No. But anyways, also only one of them is in control of the country of Afghanistan. Yeah. So now that we've uh, gone off on our uh, fuck the Taliban so, rant, uh, <laughs> we should talk about Tekken where truly only the best dictators rule through their fists. Clearly. So so the first thing they opened up with in the Sony really in the Sony state of play that they had today was the announcement trailer for Tekken Eight. And I tell you what, I'm so happy Tekken Eight is coming. Because you recall, you know, many months ago, earlier this year, I I made a pretty big shift. I went from, you know, having a PS4 and a Switch. Uh, I still play on the Switch. That's fine. But, like, I, I bought an Xbox. Like, I did not get a PS5. I went to the Series S. Um, despite being a lifelong, like, PlayStation, like, person. Right? Which is, you know, kind of weird. Um, and I had my reasons. And ultimately, um, one of the things I regretted the most was... Well, I already bought Tekken 7 on the PS4, and I don't want to plug that thing back in. The cable management is a nightmare. Um, it's better now, but I still don't use it. Um, but it's like, how do I justify buying another game at full price that I already own? And I have some of the first DLCs for, right? Like, I think I have the first season pass. There's like fucking five seasons of DLC. Tekken 7 has been going for a long time. I knew it was at the end of its life. But I didn't have that confirmation, right? So it's like, I'm happy at Tekken 8's coming out because I'll buy that. I'll get it on Xbox. Thanks, Sony, uh, for showing me. Uh, but I, I'm I want to play it. It's been so long, but like I, I just couldn't justify buying Tekken 7 a second time. It wasn't gonna happen. It wasn't yeah. much of a trailer. They only showed uh, Jin and Kazuya, who are the two people you expect the most to be in the game. Um, and it looks really next gen, like it's really pretty. So, yeah, they're uh, well, they're both they're like Mortal Kombat, where it's like two people punching each other can only be so exciting. We've got all this like high tech yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Why don't we make it more cinematic? And I've noticed that when I watched you play Seven, uh, Dylan, that mm-hmm. the game looked way more cinematic than it used to. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so. still a 3D fighter, and I love that. And, you know, um, but that's uh, partly the reason why I, like, really quickly after I got the Xbox, I bought Soul Calibur 6 because they, they were only, like, two seasons in. And it's like, ah, I did not buy this on PS4. I wanted to, but I just didn't do it. And now it's like, okay, well, Tekken can wait. I'll play Soul Calibur because those yeah, are my two is, favorite. So That is one thing that I am not concerned about, but... I want to know is uh, how many characters are going to be in Tekken 8? How many seasons of content are we going to have to put up with? Mm. I'm not too worried uh, about the seasons uh, because uh, they also double as um, balance passes. So um, the way Tekken does it is, you know, every season they rebalance all the characters too. Like, yeah, they, they will sell you more characters, but like if you don't buy the DLC, you still get the update. And in the update, they rebalance all the characters. So it's like a seasonal thing. It kind of reminds you of trading cards in a way. Um, because they, they can make drastic changes uh, to move sets and stuff. Right. So eh, I'm not too worried about it. And also, they stretched that shit out. Tekken 7's been out for years. And they could have just made Tekken 7 Deluxe Edition, Tekken 7 XYZ Edition. Instead, it's just Tekken 7. And, oh, yeah, sure, the your digital storefront of choice will sell you a bundle that has everything that is more expensive. But uh, 
they don't have to print new discs and stuff. It's just it's more economical, I think. I remember yeah, the good. '90s. I remember the the 2000s and five different versions of Street Fighter Two. Like, yeah, holy, yeah, that's the alternative. Five. five. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that well, be, you know what? Street uh, Fighter Two had a shit ton, and it's not just Street Fighter Two. Like, uh, you know, the Street Fighter had spinoffs with where they did the uh, uh, Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate treatment, where they're like, every character we've ever had at this point is in this game. Balance be fucking damn bitches. It's just so fucking wild. So, and I think partly they made the, the, that many versions too, is because when tournament play became popular, they needed a version that could only be used for tournaments. But then arcades would get annoyed, and then they would release like ones that had all the package deal, and then just all the balance thrown in the fucking window. Part of what they had to do as well was they had to. Uh... I don't want to say update the game, but uh, it was uh, they did have to update. So like uh, Street Fighter uh, Two, I don't believe had combos. Like you didn't have not really. It, uh, they they were. I, I think it was Street Fighter Two was the one where combos existed, but they weren't meant. They were a, like a glitch that people started utilizing. It was one. Yeah, it yeah. might have been Street Fighter. Well, that's what I was saying. Street Fighter Two, the combos didn't exist, so they had. So by the time Street Fighter Three came out, they had made them exist, and that and some of it's because of the better frame rate that you could achieve, like you know yeah. twenty or whatever we were getting with our CRT in the twelve sixteen bit era. Um, so that was a huge part of it. Was just hmm. we didn't have like they, I mean also cartridges like you can't download balance patches for them. That's not a thing that existed. Uh-huh. Um. Whenever so I think a, of uh, arcade yeah. fighters, like I, I am reminded that Dissidia NT has an arcade version. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, that game should have been so much better than it was. I'm so mad. Still mad. Ah, whatever. So there's good news in video games, uh, but it wasn't at the Sony show. Uh, but before <laughs> before we move on to the Nintendo, I wanted to like change the subject slightly and talk about oh. the meta for a little bit. Um, so... Before I go into the obvious subject from the agenda, I actually want to bring up a curveball that wasn't on the agenda notes. So, did you guys hear about the recent controversy plaguing Patreon? No, but I'm excited. So, I'll tell you about it, and the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I then will tell you about our plans to monetize in a a Patreon style, because I I do have a plan for that. Uh, We're monetizing? Well, (laughs) I'll turn it on. Uh, Don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. So, let me start with the Patreon story. So I, I got the article up on my phone. Let me just pull it up. So get a load of this. So this article comes from Redux.info. Doesn't sound like a re- reputable website, but the the source is legit. Which of course, an anonymous post on Glassdoor. So a, a little bit of context, and I'll I'll even zoom out further for the the listeners in 2030 after Patreon is long gone. Um, so Patreon is a site that's been around for many years now, where people create accounts and they can paywall content some people will use it to as a tip jar some people will use it to gate access to discord servers that give you access to a person maybe they're a person of interest like a content creator or twitch streamer right or like extras and other bonus content that they weren't going to release otherwise exactly so you pay a monthly subscription of sorts and you are rewarded with a stream of content that is otherwise paywalled right um that is the norm so um 
that's Patreon. And recently, Patreon fired all of their security staff. Now, it's like cybersecurity and, and network security and stuff. They fired them all, right? And then, um, so they confirmed this. And the the story that they gave, let me see if I can scroll down and find it. Um, what did they say? They issued a statement to CyberScoop. Never heard of that blog either. <laughs> By the way, if you ever want to piss off a journalist, call their website a blog. That'll, that'll uh. really set them off. <laughs> Bloggers, right? Um, so they said to CyberScoop in a, an official statement that they are uh, the changes made this week will have no impact on our ability to continue providing a secure and safe platform for our creators and patrons. That's the quote. And then uh, the, the context, uh, which is not a quote, is that they claim that they have cut their internal security team in favor of hiring third-party solutions. Uh, that's not where the story ends, though. So Glassdoor is a website for corpos people like me to sign up and share their salaries anonymously for the position and company that they work for as well as reviews of what it's like to work at a company it's like a big gossip forum uh that people look at before they apply for jobs to make sure they're not walking into a hellhole because corpo life is funny sometimes right reasonable on board follow me yeah. so far okay. i am glass door it's easy so <laughs> after patreon fired all of their security people uh there was a particular post on glassdoor from a security professional supposedly right because you, you say what the title is right and then you write your review so we can only presume this is one of the people they fired right but again this is a gossip website these posts are anonymous only glassdoor knows who this person is right uh and mm. they keep it hidden so you might want to take it with a bit of a grain of salt. However, given Patreon's reputation, I'm ready to believe every word of it. So let me read you the article headline from Redux, and then we'll get into it. So Patreon fires security staff amid allegations of protecting maps. Now, what are oh, those? Uh, oh, shit. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm going to read the article. I'm just going to read the first paragraph of the article because it's, it's a zinger. <clears throat> a glass door review. Oh, this is by Janet Douglas on September 13th, 2022, by the way. So... That, that's the name of the journalist. So I quote <clears throat> on her blog, on her blog, redux.info. A glass door review by a former Patreon employee is going viral on TikTok following the news that Patreon abruptly fired their entire security team. The ex employee alleged that the company was forcing trust and safety team members to overlook pedophilic content on the platform and protect minor attracted people. <laughs> How fucking stupid is it that we can't just call them pedophiles? I know. That's what they are. So I'm, there's a quote further down in the article. Uh, I'm going to skip down there. Um, on August 16th, a former trust and safety specialist on Patreon took to the job review platform Glassdoor to allege that Patreon had demonstrated negligence with reward, regards to child safeguarding in a review simply titled Illegal. The review is linked, but you have to have a Glassdoor account to see it, and that requires you to be a corpo because... When you sign up, it's like, okay, now tell us your salary or write a review for a former employer. Um, so I can see it. You can't. Uh, but the link is there. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you can find it in an archive or something somewhere. Um, I saw it first on TikTok. Somebody, like, read through it. And I was, and then I found it, and I was like, oh, shit, it's real. <laughs> oh, well. So I trust it. Uh, anyways, the article continues. The former employee who worked at Patreon for over a year, one year claimed that the platform management 
or claimed platform management had been actively encouraging safety staff to overlook pedophilic content unless ordered to do so otherwise by law enforcement. This is a quote. Quote, we are being told specifically by management and executives not to take down content that is illegal or reported as sexual in nature involving minors unless a police unless the police make contact oh, sorry i can't read <clears throat> unless the police make contact with legal or we have an order by a court the ex-employee wrote quote when Others try to inform management that there's been an amalgamation of accounts that are selling lewd photographs of what appear to be children. All concerns are dismissed, end quote. So, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> that is. What do they think they are, Discord? And then the article goes on to talk about, like, people taking to Twitter about this and saying that they, you know, they believe it. You know, no wonder all of my reports go ignored because I did find it and stuff along those lines. So where am I going with this? Fuck Patreon. We don't have one. Not going to get one. Um, however, uh, the next thing to be released on Odyssey.com's roadmap is a Patreon-like subscription service. Right? And I intend to sign up for it. So... Patreon takes a pretty significant cut because they're big and famous and they can do that. Um, that's their business. Odyssey is trying to make you watch videos. So by including a Patreon competitor as part of their service, they're really just trying to drive traffic to their site. It's a loss leader, right? Same with the tips. So yeah, it's a crypto site. I get it, right? But you can tip fiat. You can tip US dollars, Canadian dollars to the, the, the yeah. creators. And they take the smallest possible cut to make the transaction, right? So they say. And it's a very small cut. I don't know the number, but... It's small. And uh, that philosophy uh, should apply to their Patreon competitor service. Because, again, they're just trying to make people make their home of content creation on Odyssey. That's that's their their strategy. And so they're using tips and a Patreon service with almost no fees and cut uh, as a loss leader to drive people to the site as their home. Also, Odyssey supports audio upload and posting text as, like, the upload in Markdown. So... You could do a lot with that platform. It competes with a lot of simultaneous platforms because with the publishing in Markdown, that competes with Medium.com and Locals.com, two shithole websites, Medium being, you know, an awful ad site, and Locals is literally owned by Rumble, <laughs> right? Um, and you could paywall any of it, um, any of your posts at any time. Like, it's all there. It's supported. So I think they're coming for their lunch, and I, I'm excited for it. Now, now what am I going to do with it? Yeah. I'm going somewhere with this. This is, where, this is the conclusion of my little arc here, right? Where am I going with this? Why even have a Patreon? We're not going to have exclusive content. I'll tell you what is exclusive. We have a forum. We're building a forum. Right now, I have the only account. Here's the plan, right? So we have a, we're going to have a public forum where anyone can sign up. It's made with the Florum software. Um, I've been thinking about this for a long time. We had a community meeting on Discord. Uh at, People seem concerned. Why am I doing this? Why do you care? Uh, you got a lot of that. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, we're going to do it anyway because I want it. <laughs> um, and one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to make at least one forum section uh, locked to a user group. And that user group is going to be, you know, us, of course. Uh, it's also going to be, you know, the OGs from the Discord, right? Everyone we played Minecraft with that speaks up and wants it, right? Uh, people I would consider founders of our community. Right. Um, they are going to get in for free. And then um, I intend to basically sell access to this section of the forum uh, behind a Patreon like substitute. Uh, that's that's the plan. And I plan to make that the place where we draft our show notes. So those will be threads that people who subscribe or, you know, the founding OGs of our community can see. 
Now, I haven't run this by either of you because I just came up yeah. with it on the spot. What do you think? I mean, conceptually, it sounds fine. I'm mm -hmm. okay with it as a brainstorm. Yeah. Uh, There's going to be a lot of the forum that is public, right? It's like, I don't want to lock the whole fucking forum down, right? Um, and I, I realize there's a risk of elitism, so I might pull the plug on locking that area down. Or if it becomes a problem where there's just too much shit in that category because it's exclusive, like, I might put rules in that category for what is allowed. Like, let's talk honestly, about the podcast or something. I don't know. Honestly, I would probably limit it from the get-go to things like podcasts, you know, mm -hmm. people that want to be a part of you know, the podcast planning, at least the conceptual phase, because once we start talking, Mm. A lot of our conceptual phase goes out the window. Yeah. And let's do that. I'll call it the podcast meta category, and it will just be about the podcast. And if they go off topic, we'll moderate them away. And then, right. yeah. we can, if need, yeah. you know, if it's not getting enough traffic, we can always expand it. It's not a big mm -hmm. deal. But I'd rather start small and go big mm -hmm. just because it's, uh, it, otherwise, it could be this is the only active part of the forums, period, done the end. Right. And it might be, anyways. And that's okay. Uh, so, like I said in the community meeting, I'll repeat it here while we're recording, um, the biggest value proposition of a forum is time, right? So, even if it's a slow burn, right, it, we slowly fill our threads out, slowly fill the categories with new threads, uh, over time, they will have value because we'll have all this history, right? Right now with Discord, yeah, there's history. That's why I don't want to get a new one, right? I don't want to, like, go to a different Discord so I can be the server owner to get this stupid green check mark, right? Because there is history. But um, unless you have tools or uh, you're really patient, you're not going to fucking go back and read that stuff, right? Yeah, you might find an old post from 2015 if you search hard enough, right? But, like, it's not helpful, and no one ever does it, right? Whereas with a forum, like, you know, reviewing old posts and responding to old stuff and keeping threads going, having multiple threads about a variety of subjects that are not intrusive, uh, those are all qualities of a forum that Discord does not have. And I'm looking forward to having that. Um, you know, I gave an example during the community meeting where, you know, let's take Hydro. He's not in the he's not in the live audience anymore. He was here earlier. Um, but let's say Hydro comes out of left field with like a Guild Wars 2 news update or something about Warframe in the, the gaming channel on our Discord, which is just a generic gaming channel. It's our main channel, right? Like, he has every right to post those messages, but it could be off topic to the thread at hand, right? And uh, on a forum, that would those would just be different threads. And based on interest, they get traction or not, right? Um, it doesn't hurt anybody to make more threats. So organizationally, it's a great fucking idea. Uh, but I realize it's going to be slow, and it's not going to have a lot of people at first. Uh, but, you know, uh, we're going to start planning the podcast there. And I'm going to mention, you're going to hear me talk about it more, especially once it's real, because the site is up. Registrations are locked. I'm still setting it up. <laughs> you can go browse there right now. The URL is melonmancy.cafe. Uh, once registrations are open, I'll update melomancy.net uh, with a link to it, and you will no doubt, week over week, or I guess, you know, show over show, because it's two weeks, hear me talk about it more on the podcast, because I do want to drive our dear listeners to this website, uh, because I know Discord is asking for a lot, because a lot of people who do have Discord are in the billion fucking Discords, and they don't need more, and if you're not on Discord, don't fucking join. It's a trap. Um, don't join it, it for us. It loves you. You don't love it. Also, um, the White House uh, recently made a statement. I don't remember what the statement said, but the EFF called him out for it, uh, where I forget the exact wording, but they were talking about how Section 230 gives corporations like special privileges that they want to uh, rectify. 
Right. And uh, that's some bullshit. Because Section 230 yeah, is real yeah. fucking important. And uh, having our own forum protects us from fallout of Section 230 being modified or removed. Uh, because what's going to happen if Section 230 is removed, uh, the forum goes private, and I'll approve your account if you sign up. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're not going to be able to browse it anonymously because I don't want you to go report us for wrong think that could be misconstrued, right? Make fun of the wrong game mm. or say the wrong word, and then they'll just Section 230 us into the ground. Like, I will not allow that to happen, so I would probably lock the forum down if that were to happen, and then we can have our own private place to discuss because uh, if Section 230 dies, uh, so does basically all social media because all you need to do to take a site down is upload bad content that is forbidden under U.S. law and report it. You can do it yourself. And then the government will hold the website accountable, not you, because that's what Section 230 requires them to do. So, yeah, I suspect there's more to it than that in the mm -hmm. grand scheme. But like, I'm sure. But nonetheless, like that erosion of freedom mm -hmm. is a big deal. It's going to centralize a lot of the Internet discussion because big websites with lots of money like Twitter and Reddit can afford to fight the lawsuits that will come. Right. But like, you know, you know, yeah. Joe Schmo's, you know, fun little website, you know, you upload one bad image from those Patreons you follow and uh, they'll take it down the whole website. <laughs> um, and it's just a sad world that we live in. So that's something to worry about. Um, and I think getting ahead of it, having your own forum is going to be work out in the long run because, you know, Discord's a huge target. Like they're always grooming people in their little weird discords. That's why. I, I've said the joke on the show before. The reason why Discord doesn't just proactively bust those groomer discords is because their employees are in them. Right? <laughs> it has to be at this point, man. I, yeah. I don't know what the other uh, alternative is. Cause... But Discord's on life support with venture capitalist money, so like they couldn't survive a ton of lawsuits like Twitter could. So No, they couldn't. Yeah. So... There are lots of problems. But hey, you know what? Not our problems, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to remind the viewers before we get back to the subject at hand that, you know, we do the show for free. Like, you don't have to pay nothing. I don't expect yeah. you to subscribe to our Patreon alternative when it is real. Uh, the feature's not out yet, so I haven't signed up yet, obviously. Uh, and it's still a value-for-value value production. Uh, we don't have any boosts to read today. But if you want to support the show, send in your value. Like, if, if, this, if you value listening to our show and, and the things that we bring and the hot takes that we have... You know, send some value back in the form of Satoshis. Get a new podcast app, newpodcastapps.com. Load your wallet. It's easy. The apps will tell you how. And stream sats. Send a boostgram. We'll read it out on the show. Uh, we don't have any to read today, uh, but we're still growing. Um, most of our listeners are from before we adopted that model, and that's totally reasonable. A lot of people are really attached to their podcast app of choice. So, like, you know, I get it. You know, I was a big fan of Spotify for podcasts for a long, long time. Um I personally recommend Fountain because I think the experience is really slick. Uh, but there's some other They're great ones. They're also impro actively improving it. Yeah. That's one of the things that I have to give it credit for. Uh, Definitely. Like, if you have a Spotify account and you have a bunch of you're like, I don't want to have to read out or I don't want to have to resubscribe to a bunch of podcasts. Fountain makes it easy now. They didn't in the beginning. You couldn't just port over easily, mm -hmm. but uh, they've definitely updated it to be like, hey, port over all your favorite shows. They're probably over here. Yeah, and they usually are. <laughs> like, I love yeah. it. It's great. Um, anyway, yeah. um, minor segue, and then we'll talk about Nintendo. So did you hear the other Discord news? It's good news for Discord, so I don't know if you heard it or not. Probably not unless they announced it in our staff channel. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might have. I don't know. Um, so Discord has officially added Xbox support, 
So you can now join a Discord channel from an Xbox with your headset. Oh, that's oh. good, because uh, I definitely remember uh, playing video games with you guys on Discord. So, listeners, we played an MMO. It's a tiny MMO. You might have heard of it, though. Fantasy Star Online 2 uh, mm -hmm. for a while. And uh, I played from my Xbox. Uh, it didn't recently, load good. Or, right, Windows. it didn't work on my, uh, on my PC, because... Old as fuck game sometimes yes, does not was, port well. Was built in uh, Windows 7 era, I believe. And I think it was that, just before that. Wasn't it, it? it was old, is the ultimate uh, reality. And it was never intended to run on the software we have now. Yeah, because I think it was like 2010, 2011 when it came out. Firmware, firm, no, firmware is like the operating system, correct? Uh, No, firmware does not refer to the operating system. Okay, what is it? <laughs> Is the operating system its own category? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't intended to run on current operating systems is what mm -hmm. it comes down to, especially with all the uh, bloatware inconveniences uh, companies like Microsoft put in. Some of it's bloatware, some of it's convenience, some of it's both. And uh, it uh, wouldn't play on my computer is what it comes down to. And I didn't even uh, try to get it on my Linux machine. It's one of the games I, I left behind. I'm like, nah, I'm good. But you know what? Yeah. Fantasy Star was the first thing I thought of when I saw that news because I'm like, hey, I can go get New Genesis on Xbox. I bet it loads and runs great on Xbox. Yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> and I thought about, I've really thought about downloading it. But right now, my backlog of games, I'll go over it later after we go over the Nintendo stuff. But uh, I, I have a pretty packed agenda for stuff I want to do. Um, and everything comes after the forum uh, because I'm going to get that off the ground first before I actually like do like something else. So um that's all good. Let's talk about Nintendo. So Yeah, Nintendo. So right. Vic, you did you actually see the Nintendo Direct or did you watch highlights? Uh I I w watched it and I skipped anything that looked like shit or didn't look like anything I would give a shit about. Hey, I did that too. <laughs> well, I was going to watch it on stream, but I slept through it. And then I was going to watch the watch the replay on stream, and then I thought to myself, I'm like I don't want to go live that early, and I got I got shit to get through. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just watch the cliff notes." All right. Well, let's. I I took some notes about what I observed. So let's let's start with the the opener. You know, uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, so I heard that this was an anniversary celebration game, of Fire Emblem, which is why it it is the way it is with the summoning. But like, I don't know anything about Fire Emblem, and I I saw a couple of weird takes on Twitter that there's another game that does similar mechanics. I think it was Fire Emblem Heroes. Is that true? Probably. Uh, um, I didn't no. play the mobile game, but the mobile. I think. Oh, is that the mobile game? Is Heroes? Yeah, people are that. That's them memeing really hard. Oh, I, I think people know. are worried it's going to have paid hero. Like, like I, I think they're worried that uh, the summons that you're going to have uh, for your characters are going to be, somehow like, be, be gotcha purchased. Mm. Well, gotcha. I, I, have a, I have a feeling it won't be gotcha, but I bet you there will be a level of purchasing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the form of amiibo. I think it will be amiibo. Um, you know, and I know I showed it to you guys, not on stream, but, uh, those, and some company in China makes, uh, amiibo, uh, cards. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, there's a caveat if you go choose to use those, don't use them with online uh, like 
competitive online play activated at the same time. <laughs> that is the caveat there. Yeah. Because Nintendo will ban your Nintendo account if uh, they feel like you're getting an unfair advantage, but they don't give a shit if it's just single player only. They will find you. Can't run away. They'll find you. Yep. So they announced yep. Fire Emblem. Um, what was the. It starts with the E. Echoes. Or not Echoes. Uh, engage? Fine. Engage. Engage. Thank you. It's I, a stupid name, but yeah. whatever. And I like how the font for the word engage is like normal Arial and like the Fire Emblem uh, text is above and it's like. It looks like they made it in fucking Microsoft Word. <laughs> yeah, Probably. I mean. We do have some rightful criticism that, uh, what is it, Toothpaste Chan, the hero? Toothpaste Chan. So, what? I, I gotta the say. The hair. The hair is dumb as shit. Tell I, me, I, I gotta say. Says. Say your piece, people, Victor, please. People online, Twitter, and I've seen a couple uh, articles, sites even mention it, are like shitting on like the quote unquote character designs, like plural. Everybody looks fine except the main character's hair. Like, even the main character's, like, you know, head down or below, or, like, chin down. It's like okay. It's not anything special, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's like right. the hair. The hair is pretty abysmal. The hair and the eyes. Like honestly, you know, where they Colgate looking ass. Yeah, where they really fucked up with the hair, hair specifically is that like hard, like it's blue on one side, red on the other, and then the eyes are blue on the opposite side, red on the opposite side of the hair. So yeah, I gotta be real. It doesn't distracting. It, it looks like this man dyed his hair with colored tar. It does, and it's yeah. It looks like he fucking three D printed his fucking wig. Mm. Right, it, that that it just looks bad. It, um, it looks I hope like that to me some way to adjust it. What I thought yeah. when I saw that hair, I'm like, now we know where Chris Chan went after the prison break. Works yep. at Nintendo. It all makes <laughs> sense. I don't know. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. It, it's. But it is bad. Fucking Sonic. Summon Sonic shooting. Please, no. But, like, (laughs) what were they thinking with the different colored eyes and the different sides of the hair? Right. Like, unless you're going to give... Well, you know what it probably is. I mean, it could could literally be a joke. Well, I'm betting that all of his stuff is uh, red normally. And because his summon is Marth. Oh, maybe. I didn't think about that. Still. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make it much better, because then yeah. all the other colors that come in from that probably suck dick, too. I saw a picture on Twitter where the, the the dude and the chick, the toothpaste chan, they were, like, on their knees praying, and then, like, you just see Pepsi Man T-posing, like, above them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... I approve. That's what this game's all about. Clearly. I mean, he's got the white outfit, so, I mean, it's not too far off, honestly. Yeah. But I do think that uh, it will be it'll be another Fire Emblem game. I have my complaints about the way that Fire Emblem continues to get further and further away, adding more and more shit. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I'm really out on the fucking super moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels uh, like it takes away from you know the whole tactical part of the tactical combat to have super moves. I will say. At least in Three Houses, when the uh, giving the enemies them as well was at least a cool idea, because then it's they like oh, barely I'm... used it. Yeah, they they needed to do more. Well, and I guess in, on the harder difficulties, it's like the first thing they fire out. They're like, your health bar is going away, asshole. Have fun, I'm coming. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, it was one of those moments where like it just felt like your win. It was the I win button. And the amount of times oh, yeah. that the enemies had had an I win button and and then used their I win button was so few and far between. 
Right, and I think there's a good. There needs to be a middle ground. There needs to be a lot more drawback to using uh, the super moves in some manner. Like yeah. maybe you're weaker the next turn or whatever. So you really do have this, and especially in three houses where I had the ability to literally turn back time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the three houses is a fine game across the board. I think it needs some you like some quality of life for the UI because. Um, like, and I'm sure Dylan, you know, can talk about this, and you can for Persona as well. But like, there's an awful lot of fucking walking to get to shops and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of this stuff should have been a drop down, and I could be yeah. allowed. I should be allowed to walk to them, of course. That's part of the flavor. But or they could at least give you like mm-hmm. a very comprehensive like drop down menu to at least show you like the direction. Because three houses, how many times when you come into the, into the school, you're just like, uh, I guess I'm just gonna fucking comb. Just fucking zigzag across the fucking school grounds to find everybody. I mean, you right. don't need to do it, but like, it feels really lame to not get the full fucking package in a game that's that story heavy. Yes, that's one of the things I liked is... about, um, um, dare I say it, Final Fantasy thirteen. The save points were item shops, and everything was there. Uh, now that's a criticism because it's like Final Fantasy, you shouldn't do that. But uh, Scarlet Nexus, which is so far my favorite game I've played this year, still. Um, their save points are also item shops, but it's like it's a dude that's following you that has like some <laughs> sacred duty. It's they're called archivists and they're like important. They're like, I'm not allowed to talk oh. to you, but I have to follow you and record your journeys. Just ignore me. Have, and no one told, ever acknowledges his existence ever. Have you told it. Jordan about this? No. <laughs> he he loves he loves the archivist class in uh, D&D. That's excellent. But like this Which is dude, pretty like, much the same thing, really. You talk to him to save your game, and then he also has an item shop. And like early in the game, it's like, why do you have an item shop? And it's like, I'm trying to make ends meet. Please buy something. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Do they not pay you very well? <laughs> I mean, he might get paid, but the problem is, Dylan, you know, he can't go home because he's stuck following around a JRPG protagonist. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. He, he's in He's in it for, like, whatever 100 hours translates into JRPG world. So there's this area in the game that you unlock pretty early that you come back to all the time. They call it your safe house, right? It's the place in, that you go to in between chapters where you can, like, wrap up side quests and free roam. Well, I call it free roam, but it's very menu-based, right? Um, like, you can, in a menu, pick an area to go to. Some of them are hostile. Some of them are not. Some of it's a mix. And um, you can just go there, you know, for whatever chapter of the story you're in. And um, during the intermission, uh, he's at the hideout, too. He's just standing by the door. No one ever acknowledges his presence. It's hilarious. Uh, But besides the point, um, also, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 really overloads you with shops. Like, do you remember the first time you set foot in that freaking merchant town, like, on the water? Yeah. And there was just shops everywhere. You didn't know what they all did. And it's just like super overwhelming. <laughs> it looks like a bustling city. Yeah, I mean, a lot I kind of like that though. Yeah. Well, and it's fine to have the shops, and I don't hate the shops in general or any of the other like walking around stuff. But like, there comes a point where I want to blaze through my downtime activities and get back to mm-hmm. the story or the fights yeah. to grind my characters or whatever. Right? Like, there there comes a point where I don't need like I don't need to be walking around constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's one of the things I liked about uh, the Xenoblade 2 expansion, Torna, the Golden Country, is uh, there were no shops. You, uh, or at least I don't think there were. You uh, <laughs> did everything at your campsite. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 kind of merged the two where, yeah, you, you, you do everything at your campsite, but they're shops. They don't sell much, and you'll never run out of money. Uh- <laughs> yeah, the, um, 
um, the Fire Emblem's Three Hopes uh, actually expands on that. The uh, I while your campsite is smaller per se, it is there's an awful lot of just let me teleport through the menus, and that's the issue. Is if like I know I just said like I want to be able to teleport through the mission menus and stuff, but at the same time. Like, there has to be some sort of balance between the two. Because if I teleport through the menus, what's the purpose of being able to walk around? Mm-hmm. But at yeah. the same time, like, I don't know, conveniently place fucking shit for me. So I want mm-hmm. to walk around. Because I it's love like, the atmosphere. I want to immerse, but I don't want to walk super far. You know, give me a, a stupid billboard that I can talk to, like Final Fantasy VIII. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, in, or if I do have to engage with menus, and this is where Persona really stands out, five specifically, um, is make the menus fun and engaging. Like, it's true. That That's a huge, like, that was a huge difference. I, like, I watched you art. play. No, oh, yeah, I watched you play five. I technically still have your copy of uh, Strikers. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, it's in my Switch, because where else am I going to put it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, in that one, like you, you know, you do have to walk around, but you never feel bad for walking around, mm-hmm. or or going through the menus, um, and that. But Fire Emblem is getting, you know, Persona hit four and five specifically hit on the special place where it's like we get the dungeons, we get the, you know, we have this hard time limit because mm-hmm. that's a big deal. The Three Houses got that right too. You have a hard time limit, so there's only so much stuff you can get done. Uh, like, if you want to advance your relationship with the character, you better get on it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You want to do well on your school tests or whatever, you need to go eat some fucking burgers, right, Dylan? <laughs> uh, big bang. Yeah, but, like, they, these are, like, time management's a huge deal, and it's, a, in a lot of ways, a separate game from the at JRPG combat section. Like, you've built this life sim into this JRPG or tactical RPG or whatever the fighting aspect of the game is. It's the same appeal why I love the old XCOM games, where it's like I have this... I don't want to call it Empire, but Empire Management, but mm. I also have these tactical you know, combat, which very tense and very stressful, but I also have to pay the bills. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes those poor bastards are going to have to die so I can make some money just the way of things um and it's it's a big deal like in fire emblems getting very close to having like on the head and i just hope they don't bloat the qual like the uh uh the life sim down too much because that was definitely something that i think three houses did i think the life sim was a little too bloated mm-hmm. um, and yeah so that's that um so more about the nintendo direct let's just go ahead yeah. and move on so yeah, i'll talk about xenoblade so as everyone expected um they announced more details about the uh the xenoblade dlc uh which just like xenoblade chronicles 2 uh it is a challenge battle mode that will probably be just as good as xenoblade chronicles 2's battle mode was i don't know Victor, did you play a lot of the battle mode or did you skip over it? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think I did. That's how you unlock the swimsuits? No, I, I think I did a little bit. That, that was where you met Shulk and Fiora, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did a little bit, just enough to, like, get through a little of the dialogue, and then I just didn't bother. Ah. 
because uh, those were really fun. They were like, they required you to think and really like understand the battle system, right? And some of them were just outright yeah. challenging, right? Um, so I'm really looking forward to that because, like I said last week in my review, like the battle system's best it's ever been, uh, and it's a joy to play. So looking forward to the challenge, and then. Um, just like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, through the battle mode, you can unlock swimsuits for all the characters. They reveal what they look like. They look excellent. Um, <laughs> they still are not really that sexualized, which is an interesting twist. Because like, you'd think that they'd go ham now that the game's out and they've, it's been reviewed by the journalists. But um, they were surprisingly I mean, tasteful. I mean, they're good looking, for sure. right? Yeah, well, they didn't like overly sexualize the uh, characters in 2, did they? Like, not really. They're sexy. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like you can't have a body like Pyramithra and not be make attractive her sexy, in anything you wear. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like they put more clothes on her and she got hotter somehow. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the case with the swimsuits. Like the swimsuit for both of them felt like more clothes than their default. Well, they're basically like you know the the leggings, notwithstanding, you know that mm -hmm. whole thing. Like, but once they put the leggings on her, you know it looked better. They it made the outfit feel better because mm -hmm. she is a little unnatural so yeah. having her be like dress sensibly well not sensibly but having her dress like a normal person felt a little wrong for her because i don't, she, I don't think she looks that unnatural i think this the the fan artist took too much liberty like yeah the actual source material is fine uh she's just oh yeah she's, she's just fine. large <laughs> um <laughs> not quite as large as uh, my favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway so what's it called? Uh, it's kind of the opposite experience in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So in, in 2, their swimsuits felt like more clothes <laughs> in many cases for the girls. Uh, whereas in 3, it's less. Like, yeah, for one of them, uh, the, the smaller girl, right, uh, it's like an athletic suit. But that's part of her character. She's physically fit and works out all the time in all the idle moments, right? It's part of her character. Um, and... But the other two girls, like, they're wearing much less. It was like they went with the opposite direction of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but at the same time, still very tasteful. Yeah, well, I mean, there's you can put a girl in a bikini and it not be weird. Yeah. I don't know why video games have had this problem in the past, I don't know, five years, ten years, somewhere in between those two numbers, where, like, women wearing normal women clothing is somehow weird or mm -hmm. overly sexualized. Like, yeah, like, if the, like, Kojima, I'm going to take shots at you. Um, like, when you zoom in on their ass, like, quiet, mm -hmm. then yes, you're sexualizing yeah. them. But that's the camera doing the work. Uh -huh. that's if not you, if you hold on long enough, she starts dancing. Right. Well, I mean, or, you know, when she's with you in the helicopter and she starts leaning over and you can see the veins in her tits. Yeah. Like, that, but that's on Kojima. That's on the mm -hmm. developers who decided that she needed to have those animations. Like the girls in Xenoblade uh, Three don't like be like, "Here are my tits in your face, first-person cameraman." Like the they don't even know what those are. They're just like, "I look different <laughs> than you," and I don't know why. I don't know. We're too busy fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. For all we know, they're like the androids, uh, Dylan from uh, Near Tomada. They only look that way. We just look don't this way. Act. We don't know what these parts do. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all smooth down there, man. <laughs> like, we don't even know. <laughs> Any, uh, well, anyway, I don't want to talk more about Xenoblade. I don't want to spoil it for Vic because I'm very anticipating your playthrough. All right, you've already so, got a copy yeah. of the game. I'm it's gonna, happening. I'm gonna not make the fan, you know, the fans of us wait to hear our talk about uh, 
Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to Nintendo direct you to be like, oh, we're done, by the way. Uh-huh. So what do you guys think about the look of uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Because we know it's Tears of the Kingdom, not Tears of the Kingdom. I think it looks mid. I... <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I, Sorry. I, 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 it's one of those things that, like, I, I have, I've always had this worry because I feel like, in a lot of ways, uh, without even like diving too deep into it, this new patch from Genshin, honestly, just at least in terms of story, one ups in a lot of ways because it's not forced through the confines of what is the history of Zelda. And I think Breath of the Wild got bogged down by that a lot. Um, and that's not to say that Zelda wasn't a great series. It's just that it's a very old series. Mm-hmm. E- even like the N64 era, where it was starting to get really more into story, it was still rather bogged down by what it had to work with. Uh, and now Breath of the Wild is like ball and chained on both feet with that entire past. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with trying to make that work. It's just you can clearly see the age in a game that is brand new or what well, was brand new in like 2016, whatever. So yeah. I hope that they shed that. I hope that it is just far and above and beyond what we had. There's no reason that Genshin, a gotcha game out of fucking China should be better. It, so I'm fucking hoping. Well, and one of the things it, it needs that, to at least be Elden Ring. good. Well, and that's what I was thinking is I, well, we know that the gameplay, we know that the, um, you know, the traversal, all of that's going to be better than it was in Breath of the Wild, and it was pretty fucking good in Breath of the Wild. Um, really, the story is the only thing we have to be, be concerned about. Yeah. And I think it'll be fine. Because um, all the sequel games in the history of Zelda have had superior stories. Um, so, people say... You mean Majora's Mask? Yes, of course I mean Majora's Mask. That it was, yeah. by in all respects, a superior game to Ocarina of Time. However, I'm glad you to, said it. However, we have to acknowledge that without Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask wouldn't have even been well, it's a conceptualized. Yeah. Well, but it's an important thing to acknowledge that uh, it, everything that is was successful in Majora's Mask was because Breath of the Wild had built the base for. Or not Breath of the Wild. Mm. Fuck me. Ocarina no, you're good. I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree with that statement, too. I, I forget who the fuck said it recently, but I, I was reading something about Breath of the Wild, and someone made the made the point of, like, haha, remember Ocarina of Time? That was such a great game. It sucks that the, you know, Majora's Mask had to follow it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, aside from the time management, if Majora's Mask, if they took everything from Majora's Mask, except for that, put it in Ocarina of Time, People would be would just fucking like the game more, and they're yeah. both a beloved, amazing games. Mm-hmm. But or but Majora's Mask is just a straight direct upgrade. Except again, I, I don't think the time management was as bad as I thought it was when I was a kid. But no, it well what it did, and but it wouldn't is, have fit in our current kind of time. Yeah, and it helps though, like in the same way that uh, in the uh, life sims that you know the life sim JRPGs that we like they have time management as well. It, yeah. it helps It helps push you forward to complete the game, for starters. Well, how, and, even Harvest Moon on its own, you you could technically do a lot in a day, but like if you forgot to or neglected something, you, that day is gone. Yeah, <laughs> and it, but it's an important, like, it's an important thing. 
And I think that uh, time management in video games is completely underrated. It's a yeah adding that extra stress, especially in games where there the danger really isn't present because mm-hmm. danger is there for Breath of the Wild or for any of the Zeldas, but it's never been like, oh, this is Dark Souls hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, you die in Breath Master- of the Wild, you just yeah. reload where you last hit. I mean, I guess Master Mode maybe. Because uh, that would I've heard yeah. is pretty fucking wicked, uh, especially for some of the boss fights that were clearly not intended to be like done at the same time. Um, well, I gotta say though, I, I I know this is a weird tangent, but I never really liked the idea of like, here's our one shot kill mode. It's like, why not just make a game like Dark Souls at that point? Like make a game with, or like a game with ramping difficulty, so at least you you. you you kind of like lean into it as the game goes. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, that's not a problem on it. The other, like the base game. But yeah. So I, I did promise that there was more than one Zelda sequel that I was talking about. There is another one that uh, some of the older fans in the crowd might understand, which is called The Legend of Zelda Two. It was the second Legend of Zelda, and it was. Kind yeah. of a side scroller. It was a world exploration, had a massive open world, but it was a side scroller for the combat. And uh, anybody who's familiar with Smash Brothers Brawl and the Zelda level from that game, it is um, that that's what it was based on. Like the mm-hmm. music and everything. It is. I think it was an objectively better game than the first Zelda, which was an amazing game, especially for the time. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people were, because it was a lot of, like, world exploration, oh, you needed to unlock abilities with Link, uh, so he could, uh, you know, stab downwards from the sky, because apparently that was a difficult task that he needed to learn, (laughs) but nonetheless, like, a lot of, like, Link, Link, a lot of Link's, like, um, Smash Brothers moveset actually comes from that game. Yeah. Um, because it was a side-scroller. I, I think it, it was it was pretty much derivative of that and Orcan of Time. Yeah, pretty much uh, yeah. originally, and obviously he gets updated with each game. But it's uh, it was a, I think it was a superior game. Like and it, mm-hmm. and they did a lot of like callbacks to that game because it, uh, you know, the timeline while forked and all that is uh, very much a complete thing for like i think what, what was it was this a miyamoto game i forget uh, uh the creator of zelda shigeru uh, miyamoto i think yeah, yeah yeah okay so if this is but he's always had the bible of the timeline and you're gonna have to forgive me been, viewers if i if i am wrong on that by the way yeah. <laughs> uh I, whichever whoever the birth of it was but before they released the you know zelda bible um they did have the complete timeline ready to go where each game fit in and it was a it, yeah this was it was part of the darkest timeline like uh you know there there's a reason there were only like seven settlements in the in the game because well it was technologically dependent at the time but they it was uh it was I don't know. It was just an amazing traversal of a game where it's like you go through swamps, you go through deserts, you go through caves, you go through lava and shit. And, uh, you know, you need to be strategic with your, like, 
your health and your magic because you could do you know that link could use spells where he's like let me put on a shield where i'm tougher for a while or turn into a fairy and fit through key locks <laughs> like so i don't have to use a key to open the you know door. It, it's funny you just highlighted one of the things that i think breath of the wild kind of like got, got honestly just one of the other hurdles that i think the series has to just learn to either just do away with or just let us fucking play zelda and and that is there is no other archetype for link to play he is the fucking sword dude mm-hmm. he is a sword dude they gave him a great sword okay sure but he's still sword dude yeah he is he's a sword, sword dude. dude he's got the legendary magic sword right he travels the world gets items and power-ups defeats villains that serve the big bad who you know, is tangentially related to the same power that makes your sword great. It's just like a sea cane. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but but, but it, it really does highlight an, an issue. It's like, well, okay, it, you know, great open world game. It's got decent physics. Uh, combat is tight, although it's an action game, so it gets boring eventually anyways, just by nature of it being an action game. Well, but, you just get really fucking good at it. It's well, that, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, it, But like, but if they just gave you like two or three, like, can you imagine if like obviously this would kind of hurt the story a lot? But let's just forget that fact for a second. Imagine if all four of the guardians were playable characters, the same way that like Hyrule Warriors was. Hyrule Warriors, fucking amazingly filled out game. I had so much fun with it, just swapping and playing all the different fucking characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If I could have did that in Breath of the Wild, I would have tacked another three hundred hours onto the game. It's easily. Yeah, and I think that uh, in. You know, I'm kind of okay. I I think it breathed a, <laughs> a lot of life into uh, the series by having Link be able to use just any weapon he found on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, uh, I will say the idea. There was a lot of ideas there that were like, "Oh, I wonder if it does this," and then it did, and you're like, "Oh, like, like the boomerangs." Oh, the boomerang swords. Like, so if I throw it, it will come back to me. Mm-hmm. If it yeah. doesn't explode, you know, you know who else could pick and, up any and weapon if off you the don't ground? catch it, it'll hit you and do damage. <laughs> You, you know who else could pick up any weapon off the ground and just make it useful? Razio. I'm stuck fucking with you. <laughs> Those are all true I, statements, but... <laughs> it is yeah, true. I'm just being pedantic. But it definitely uh, livened the series up. And in fairness, it wasn't the first of the Zeldas to allow you to use temporary weapons, but it was the first one that allowed you to keep the temporary weapons in your hammer space. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it was uh, yeah, Wind, sure. War- Wind Waker was, the fr- I think, the first one that allowed you to use, like, enemy weapons from certain enemies. Yep. You, you uh, could pick up the big great swords or the sticks and whatever. They were um, temporary. Kind of, kind of temporary the same way that Ocarina of Time had the big run sword. Not the big run. The giant's knife. That one was the temporary one. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry. It, the, the predecessor. That's right. Yes. Um, and you could keep reforging it, but, like, I think you could. You just bought Mo- it. Most but people, it, oh, that's what you bought. But you like, use the big Goron sword because the giant's knife, unfortunately, was s- broke so very quickly. Yes. Um, so you just do the quest to get the big Goron sword. So I, I mean, if you if you want to like, I guess what I was getting at is like, if you want to argue semantics, you could argue maybe that was the first time, but I don't know. It's not the same. Not the same. Uh, no, the but so. I think we've kind of beat the sequel mm-hmm. down. Yeah, or let's, let's talk about the rest yeah. of the direct. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they ended excitement. with Zelda, and yeah. it, they they literally named it Tears of the Kingdom, and it's like, well, Queen Elizabeth just died. That's funny. Like I was like, uh, damn. Yeah. Okay, I see what they did there. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think they did it for that. I, no, it probably doesn't sound anything 
it probably sounds a lot cooler in Japanese. In yeah. Um, so it's happening. I thought it was. Um, I was like, is this Breath of the Wild too? And they're like, oh, this is a. T- Tears of the Kingdom. I'm like, is it the same thing? I wasn't even sure. Yeah, it, it still is. Yeah, it's Breath of the Wild two, but they smartly don't want to just call it Breath of the Wild two. That's very smart. Uh, they should not do that. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> even think of a time when they have sequelized the game like that. With Besides Zelda, Zelda two, yeah, Zelda I think that's the first the and one. last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the last time. It, I think at some point they realized they wanted to make this like a long spanning series, mm-hmm. so they decided numbering them is just fucking stupid i like that it's, i have respect for resident that. evil <laughs> and resident evil can't even commit to the fucking numbers anyways they need to stop they need to go back and be like all right guys we fucking apologize we're renaming them all because they're <laughs> all just, uh, they're, I, I don't don't even let me get into it but i'll, I'll basically align <laughs> it there's like two or three different continuities across them and the numbers don't mean a fucking thing oh they don't so i'm uh, still mad about red go- dead yeah red dead revolver red dead redemption uh, red dead redemption 2 missed opportunity it should have been a different word that starts with r well i think part of the issue is that revolver is like abandoned entirely story-wise yeah it's the same ip but uh other than making allusions Mm. uh to revolver there it's a dead uh timeline essentially it's just Which a missed sucks, opportunity that game was actually really good you like well, anyone out there that yeah. hasn't played it, it it's tough it's hard trust me if you don't like hard video games and you get frustrated with like shooters with like like rigorous mechanics it don't even bother but it's so fucking good oh man learning to play that game felt like a chore sometimes but when it was all said and done it felt like an accomplishment in a good yeah. way so you know i i also need to mention uh you know i i brought up XCOM earlier because uh well you know you get a lot of people who die a lot for your cause talking about making things die for your cause pikmin 4 is happening too yeah it was so funny miyamoto comes out on stage and he's like mario movie is happening let's talk about pikmin (laughs) it's like yeah thanks (laughs) yeah and so pikmin 4 is happening that's basically the end of the news on pikmin 4 (laughs) i'm gonna be real pikmin i think I know when it gets announced, there's always people like, "Yeah, that's my favorite game," and then it like disappears into the fucking ether again, well, and, like as if but, they're lying to you, basically. Well, but, Pikmin's like uh, everybody's favorite coffee shop that closed down two years ago. You go, yeah, to, uh, exactly. you go to it, you know, and it's a different coffee shop, and you're like, "Man, that was my favorite coffee shop." And after you leave, the employers are like, "They talk that? shit about you." They're like, "Yeah, clearly it wasn't because it closed down, t- you know, two years ago." Yeah, <laughs> like oh. Well, yeah, it's like maybe it wouldn't have closed down if you went more often. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I'm excited for Pikmin, not necessarily because I'm going to play it, but because I'm excited to see that franchise continue. It's a mm. fun franchise to watch, to hear about. Uh, Little kid me was terrified of that game. Well, yeah, Something because about having was... a bunch of dudes and I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm supposed to sacrifice some of them so I can kill things. I'm like, no. <laughs> that was it. That that was it. Once you could get around sacrificing people to further your goals. <laughs> Are you man, those Pikmin, Pikmin trust or Cult of the Lamb at this point? I oh man, I little kid me was <laughs> had like genuine like fear of watching them get eaten. I just I couldn't do it. Well, but right, because it was a thinking back game was fucking fun. And but it was also a challenging game, and it had yeah. it had levels of uh completion like yeah. if you you know you completed everything you go home 
You complete most of it, you might recrash. You complete none of it, and uh, I think you blow your rocket blows up on uh, ignition or something like that. Yeah, it, and it like launches you into the planet again, basically. Yeah, it, it's you just, pretty you just fun. get you just face plant basically. Um, so then we're moving on Kirby's uh, Dreamland Deluxe. It, Gotta mention, not even any footage. Kirby's a game that's fun, but it's always the same, except for I guess the new one that's basically Mario but as Kirby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I suspect it'll be a fun. Speaking of Mario, actually, rabbits. Appar- yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say though, apparently the the new Kirby game that came out a, a, like a couple months back apparently ended up having like an exceptionally difficult set of bosses. Like the the latter half of the game is like Dark Souls tier. Apparently, Kirby has Kirby's one of those games that is potentially very difficult because it does have a lot of uh, power uh, management this power to really have a chance of advancing that well otherwise you're going to be doing basic kirby attacks which are weak as shit yep um and uh i don't know it's just kirby's a fun like kirby's one of those games that has multiple solutions to every problem pretty much uh, there are a few exceptions like you need the wheel power to break block blocks horizontally um but generally speaking it, it is a game that has multiple solutions to every problem which is usually murder just in different type varieties of murder um <laughs> uh, i want to talk uh, about um i want to oh, talk okay. about the um the the emulator games that we ever announced so Oh, the 64. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always like stick my nose up and turn my head whenever they talk about it because it's like, okay, I get it. You really, really want me to pay for your online service, which you've just raised the price on for no reason. And it's like all the games that they announced I have on my emulator on my Xbox because uh, I have the full N64 archive. It They're not very large. They all fit on a single drive. Uh, I mean, I'll give credit, though. It, it, most of the ones that have any level of co-op can be done online. Yeah, that's fair. I can't really get that out of my emulator, right? So, no. like, they announced Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, uh, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, and Goldeneye, specifically Goldeneye having online multiplayer. And I get That's it. new. That's yeah. cool. Because they will provide it in, like, a co-op sense. So, like, Mario Party, obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm trying to think. There was a game. There's other N64 games they've released that had, like, really, like, side content multiplayer, mm-hmm. like GoldenEye. Um, whereas, you know, the multiplayer was, like, four people at most in maps that were hardly really designed for that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think they were literally campaign maps, if I remember correctly. Some of them, yeah. So it, it, it's just, like... You know, it just didn't make sense for a lot of these games. So the fact that Golden is getting it's actually pretty cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think it's a good idea, and uh... it's very smart of them to do that. And like that alone just kind of blows away the Sony conference. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I, I whenever I see Golden a wave of nostalgia hits me. That, that's one of those shooters that I, I had no re. I have never even beaten the campaign. I had no reason to play it other than multiplayer, and I probably still have hundreds mm-hmm. of hours in it. Dude, some yeah, friends it's of mine, a fantastic. Uh... Uh, well, and it leaned into the problems that it had. Like they clearly couldn't do like a good punch animation, so you slap, and they call yep. it slappers. Like yep. they were just like, we're gonna lean into this. Um, <laughs> and the, I, I don't know. I like the way that they handled the game across the board. There's nothing about the game that I'm just like, 
Yeah, like they're like we can't really make an accurate shooting mechanic. That's all right. Get in the neighborhood of them, and Bond will solve the problem. Yep. Um, Unless you're playing on like harder difficulty, and right. then they say, "Fuck it, you better be, you better pinpoint." I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I had some friends in high school who were really into speed running that game, and they 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 beat every level on the hardest difficulty like super fast. It was kind of yeah. wild that they did that. Um, there was some crazy shit you could do by like glitching the game, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to fuck around in multiplayer so much to a point that, like, I, I can't even remember, like, all the shit that we were capable of doing, but, like, there was, like, so many ways you could glitch through way- areas that you, you weren't just supposed weren't supposed to. to. And, yeah. There, there was even some out-of-bounds areas in some of the maps that were fun to fuck around in, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, so, one of the other things that's happening for Nintendo is they're getting, like, three or four new, um, uh, <laughs> new farming sims. Farming sims. You know what? I'm say, not even mad. No, I'm same. I genuinely excited. Even though I'll probably play like one of them at best. I'm gonna play Harvestella. Not even mad. Guaranteed. Yeah. Harvestella uh, looks like it's just genuinely going to be a good RPG. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an RPG uh, where you have a home. Like it reminds me yeah. of Dark yeah. Cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fay farming for those people that need a little bit of. Uh, I don't know what to call those things. It almost looks like people Animal Crossing. In a lot yeah. of ways. Uh, people and then for the old school fans, you got Harvest Moon getting mm-hmm. the Oh story season. I'm dude. not going yeah, I'm not going Looks to dig so into good. the uh why the it's being called Story of Seasons just now that it's Harvest Moon with the name Story of Seasons. Anybody who actually cares already knows the story. Yeah, right? I was gonna say <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things that like, I didn't know that. <laughs> it, yeah, it You're the funny. same I, game. I literally sent it to my sister, I'm like, Oh fuck, she's not gonna get that. I'm like, uh so like, it's Harvest Moon, uh, but uh, you can play as the female too this time. Yeah, okay. That's all you need to know. The Cliff Notes version. Dylan, there was a legal battle. They lost the name, but they kept the IP outside yeah. of the Wow. Um, That's so weird. Yes. It, it's not the first time this has happened. Is that it, why there were those really shitty Harvest Moon, were they mobile games? Like, basically. Are, I would since, call it Harvest uh, Moon only if it's like, on the old platforms, they're not allowed yeah. to call it that anymore for new releases. The it, basically anything GameCube uh, since GameCube, if it, something has the name Harvest Moon, it's garbage. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's okay. what it comes down. To. They 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 basically nosedived the series. I mean, I shouldn't say they nosedived it. It's more they that they didn't to they didn't do anything wildly different. But then things like Rune Factory kept getting better. And then all these indie games started coming out, like Star uh, Stardew Valley, oh, speaking, that just that's, were that's straight up better. That's the fourth one that I was thinking of. Room Factory, yeah, you could do farming in Room Factory too. God, there you? was four. God damn. And uh, <laughs> in some ways, you might say so. Various day life is something that I wanted to min- make an honorable mention to, mm-hmm. because it is a so it's been a mobile game, yeah. Like in apples, uh, in specifically in apples, like pay for our monthly service you get access to you know however many games they have attempt to be kind of like xbox games pass game pass um Mm -hmm. and it was kind of an idle game like you could actively play it like most idle games where you do better by actively playing it but other than making sure you touch it every like half hour or two hours or whatever they just play itself more or less and what I saw for the Switch version, it looks like kind of a different game. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it did not look like what I remember. Yeah. No, I played I played it a little bit because uh, Apple gave me like a month to be like, hey, do you want to try out our new game service? I was like, fuck it, why not? I have a phone. <laughs> do you guys mm-hmm. not have phones? <laughs> I mean, that, that that's literally how I got into phone gaming in the first place. I, mm. uh, I forget what it was, but there was like a game that just got advertised because like, you know, the first thing that happens when you download or when you open up a brand new phone, it's like, here's all your apps. And Google Play Store is like fucking the biggest thing on your screen. You're like, I guess I'll look. Uh, have an app mm. on my phone to play a game would be fun. Fucking, I, I like first thing that comes up is like, do you like anime? I'm like, yeah, I do. I know, like <laughs> a little bit. I I like the phone games, but like I I stopped playing them. Like I I modded my Vita, and I just for mobile games, like I'll just play the Vita. Like, I, it's yeah, better. It's what's more healthy because like it's mostly gotchas that they try to like advertise to me because I played Genshin, right? So Google Play is like, hey, hey, you you want some gotchas? I got Punisher yeah. Ray Raven, and, and you would you would think. <laughs> That based on the fact that people bitch and moan about um, uh, Genshin's rates, you would think like, oh, it's got to be the worst. No, it's not. No, no, no. It is not. Oh, it's of, like, of, of the greats, of, of the greats, it is the one of the worst. I will admit. But uh, at the end of the day, you're still playing a gotcha, man. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah. It's yeah, like no, it's biting a... an Own apple it. after Own I told shame. you it's poison. I painted a fucking purple uh, you know skull and crossbones on it and said this will kill you if you eat it and you still eat the damn thing don't <laughs> yeah. play gotcha no i it's gonna no, be yeah. unless you're already in and then i, I can't i can't, I can't episode title don't play gotcha <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna cut it there <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those, yeah it's just one of those moments where like i don't know it's like no, it's, it's, it's like, genuine advice victim don't play gotcha trust us trusted opinion <laughs> yeah i mean instead you could just subscribe to a victim of gaming at twitch.tv yeah five dollars yeah. uh you will get something out of it um <laughs> it's guaranteed <laughs> not unlike a gotcha game i love it all you'll, right you'll feed my addiction to rolling <laughs> in a gotcha game instead yeah the uh <laughs> you could just watch victim uh spend money on gotcha by giving yeah. him money to spend money on yeah. gotcha um It'll be yeah, 100% no, more fun every time. If there are any, like, there are a bunch of, uh, like, just, like, scrolling down IGN's, like, short list, or short list, shortened page for all the things that are coming over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Bayonetta 3, Octopath Traveler 2, uh, for those of you who liked Octopath Traveler. I, I want to like Octopath Traveler, and I think it's, I think it's actually just the art style. Which sucks because I I liked some of the concept art like like the blown up versions of the characters mm-hmm. look so fucking good, it's like peak art honestly. But then the game itself just stylized pixel like that is just weird. Yeah. It's like just just go with the pixel style. Like, why the key you, art was so much better trying? than the vi- than the pixel stuff. And that the guy that did the key art for um, Octopath Traveler he did the key art for for Near Automata and yep. Bravely Default, yep. and I think one of the tactics games. Final Fantasy Tactics. That is. I'm not sure about that one, but I, I know he did for the others. That, that's true. It but was some uh, Final Fantasy game. I remember seeing like his Vieras and stuff, like the way they look. Oh, you know what? It might have been for the one of the newer versions, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, sense. great artist. Don't know. Don't know the person's name. It could even be a check. I don't know. I don't know this person's name. But um, the 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 pixels. Like I see the I see the gameplay footage, and I'm just like I can't see myself playing that. I, Imagine I've squinting at my people... TV. Like uh, I can't read it. I've heard a lot of oh. people that trust their opinion on RPGs as well say that's just not good. Right. That was my understanding with the, Octopath, the first Octopath Traveler is they focused too much on making sure that eight people could 
like eight branching stories could be in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not branching, but eight different stories could be in the game. And they didn't focus a whole lot on anything else. And, and the characters don't barely interact with each other. Yeah, from what I understand, they don't they don't inter- or overlap the story wise, but the characters show up in other people's stories. If you want, right, if you and want so that's like, weird. If you want a good RPG experience with multiple like fleshed out main characters, just play Xenoblade Three. <laughs> or oh, we saw a weird segue. Um, instead of playing Octopath Traveler, I get I, those same people who I trust their opinions in RPGs played a game that is adjacent to Octopath Traveler called Triangle Strategy, and it's coming to PC apparently. It's also mm. uh, getting getting on the switch too that's one of the i think it started on the switch. Of... Well, it, it, yeah, yeah it, it, i think it released just a couple months back but... there was something about it on the switch uh, oh i think it's getting maybe they're DLC? doing another one or some maybe yeah something like that. They, they were talking there. about it man. front mission one and two are coming over that's as awesome. remakes mm-hmm. um seafood's coming over i don't know at oh at Lear Riza, the, there's a new one, the third Atelier. one. Atelier, yeah. Atelier yeah. Riza. I haven't. Riza. Sorry, that's before. the French coming out of me. Atelier. Oh yeah, uh, it is Atelier. Sorry, yeah. no, you're right. I didn't even. You've been out French. French. <laughs> no, I. I, I, I had a French French who had an ea uh, suffix to his name, and that's the yeah. only reason I even for know that. I promise. Yeah, for the few people that don't know uh, French, uh, basically, if it's an e and then a consonant afterwards it's an a sound for whatever fucking reason it's Don't funny though like why. i remember after the direct i was i was scrolling twitter and somebody had posted a picture of riza from the three from concept art of the three games and they measure like the, the length of her face and then the length of her thigh or sorry not length the width of her thigh and concluded that they're getting thicker right i steal of the course. picture well, and i post it on shitposter club and i'm just like your move sony this was before state of play was happening oh yeah like by an hour or two and it's I, like, I noticed that well they were not shit. shy about the fact that her skirt is or skirt is open and flowing too they're like look at her red panties everybody i know yeah. like, i haven't played any of the atelier it's oh i haven't played year. a single one of them no. either i was saying that i just think the girl's uh, cute direct. oh <laughs> well, i saw i saw the direct and uh, yeah just like every time she flipped around or something red <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say Atelier is a really interesting series that it, it it they release in trilogies every single time. I think it's like the eighth one or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. It's a long series. But uh, the the reason they the, they do this is because you're actually supposed to be watching the character like grow. So she's gonna be like several years older than she was when the series started. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Trilogy started. That's yeah. actually good to show. And time then I think the usually the next trilogy is a direct sequel, and that character will be like the mentor of the next next character. I just yeah. I haven't played all of them, so someone out there has probably played all of them. So I'm like, Victor, you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. That's the only one time. But I, I don't know. But I thought that was cool. And the one time you fun. did see it, it was cool. The, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, there's that um, tales. That's an exciting thing for you, Vic. Uh, oh tales yeah, yeah. I, it kind of is, but uh, uh, Symphonia and Fantasia are fucking amazing games. Uh, and there's a lot of really good tales games. There's a couple that are mediocre through the mix. Um, but you know, a remaster is just not what I want. And, yeah. and and the worst part about it is, is they picked the one that they've already ported to PC, and the port to the PC had better resolution. It wasn't a remake or a remaster or anything like that. But it it they basically did a couple finagling to make it so that the higher resolutions worked with the. Game. It was already everything you wanted. So yeah. you we didn't need this, and the reason why it kind of pisses me off a little bit, like it, it's exciting because it means they're doing more with the series with the older games specifically. But there were so many other games that needed this. 
We could have gotten a Tales of Legendia remake that would have made literally the entire fan base cheer because that game had some of the most amazing storytelling of uh, out of the older games, but it had the worst fucking gameplay imaginable. Um, we could have gotten Fantasia remastered. And I mean, that would probably implies that excited. we are eventually going to get it, though. Um, yeah, because uh, Symphonia, weirdly enough, is a prequel to Fantasia, the very first game in the series, and that one came out like the the like the sixth in the series, something like that. One of the other things that happened uh, that's happening that I'm actually kind of excited for, not necessarily for the game itself, but because it means uh, this IP isn't dead. The Fist of the North Star. Yeah, uh, what the it, fuck it, was that? That was weird. I, well, Boxy, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. The, uh, Switch, I'm uh, intrigued, but yeah. it's still weird. <laughs> well, right, it's a punching game. So if anybody remembers like the dance games from back in time, back in the olden days, it's like that. But instead of uh, dancing on a pad, I assume you're going to be holding a Switch controller in each hand and making and then punch beating motions. the ever-loving shit out of bad everybody post-apocalyptic Mad Max-looking dudes. It'll be fucking great. Awesome. That's the best part about it. Is this, no matter how bad the gameplay is or whatever, it'll make you feel great for being in the world. And you know, I said dancing, just dance is also happening. Uh, I skipped past so, that part. I didn't watch I'm it. Just, live. It doesn't matter. It's just it's not for you. It's not for me. It's probably not even for victim. Or hey, listen. Maybe just like three of our listeners. Girls love just dance. Right. And that's the thing. It's not necessarily about you or me or anybody else. It, it's about Nintendo. Like I said, they're doing a shotgun blast. Like, I got mm -hmm. a game for you. I got a game for you. I got a game for your creepy uncle. I got a game for your you know, 16-year-old niece. I got a game for your 14-year-old daughter. I got a game for your 8-year-old son. Mm -hmm. I got a game for your dog. That's right. Possibly. Like, and you know what? The best part about these is... These will all be complete fucking games. That's true. That is the one thing yeah. Nintendo has going for it. I, I will argue that Nintendo is definitely has lost a bit of that quality a little bit. But oh, I think right. that's just that's just part of the fact that we're moving into the into the future. But like right. But they're not fixing their games with uh Yeah. You know, like games. You might just... get a day one patch yeah. and they might do like some balance fixes here and there across like, like Three Houses had a couple of things that had to be like reversed and changed a little bit. But it's like the most minor of tweaks. Mm -hmm. And a day one patch is not a big thing if the game, you know, for as good as Cyberpunk was, and I love the shit of it, but it is such a low-hanging, easy example to take. You're not going to get a Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. In the, but that's a big deal, in my opinion, to not have to put up with that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one uh, of the things I liked about Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, sure, they did add a few things, right? Like they added some weapons, and I think they added a couple of hangout events where all the characters interacted in a, in a way that doesn't impact the story much. Right. Uh, but otherwise the game was complete at launch and that's fucking rare these days. Um, yeah. and it's a big deal too, like that it's complete at launch. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, it's a huge deal. If, uh, to have a game that's fully complete because, yeah. well, it's so rare for the start of it, but also like it speaks to how good your product is. Like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't like if you went to a restaurant and they delivered your food, you know, your meal piecemeal, like, you know, your wife gets her sandwich, you get your sandwich, and then you have to wait another half an hour for your kids food. 
you'd be pissed. You'd be mm-hmm. that meal should be on the house at that point if you even yeah. stay. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's like this ain't fine dining. This isn't a five course meal. This isn't a single course. This is a fucking piece of bread. Right. And yeah, no, there's a lot of but we accept that for video games. Mm-hmm. Um across the board we have decided uh that we're going to accept getting partial releases essentially. Um and that's I don't know why. I don't know why we've accepted this um as a like community. I think like, it has to do with like, volume. Like take yeah. Valheim for example. That's not a finished game. It's fun as fuck though, right? Um, oh, yeah. Why did you play it? Because it's better than when it came out, right? It was better than everything else at the time. Uh, yeah, I think there's ev- there's something to be sta- stated about that too. It's like if you're going to release an early access game, at least make the the segment of what you're building the playable segment. Mm-hmm. How many early yeah. access games come mm-hmm. out, and you can hardly fucking run the game? You know what? It, uh, there are a lot of early access games that do come with complete segments. They're boomer shooters or Shooters, as I call them, right? Not I almost downloaded Gloomwood the other night. Dude, Gloomwood looks so fucking good. But also Ultra Kill, right? When that entered early access, all of Act 1 was done. And then, yeah, there might have been a couple patches and and some break fixes and stuff. But, like, the people waited and then they got Act 2, right? Like, that makes sense. That's the Doom model, right? Where, you know, you start with the freeware that you don't pay for. And then there's a chapter two and a chapter three and a chapter four. And then fucking years later, they made a chapter five. That's cool. Right. And then like fucking 20 years later, John Romero was like, I'm going to make a chapter six for fun. And it's like, okay, thanks John. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely a, uh, yeah. And that's, I'm okay with that in games that can sustain it because like other games have tried to do episodic. Right. Hmm. Um, and they failed miserably because their studio shut down, for, for example. Oh, like, Telltale. Uh, yeah, Telltale. Yeah, they're the ones I'm... I mean, they're back with. now, but originally, yeah, it's they not, had an issue. It's, and, you know, it's also not the same. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you lost a lot of your staff at that point. I, I think they're they're literally partially owned by Gearbox now, too. I oh, think I, I mean, heard that the other night. I, I don't know that for certain. Someone can correct me on that, but... I don't know. Well, two more notes about shooters uh, before we move yeah. on. Uh, well, Realms Deep is on Friday. That's like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a streaming event similar to, like... I don't want to say the Game Awards. It's like E3, but for, like, these kind of games. These, like, retro shooter types. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, Victim, but, like, event one day, you're going to play a fucking boomer shooter on your stream. And it's going to be because of me. Because with the brand account on Twitter, I have followed so many fucking indie devs making oh, those kind of games. I, and I keep liking yeah, their same. posts because I know you'll see them. No, no, no. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm following all of them, too. I, I love I, their, I lo- I lo- I'm excited for the uh, Warhammer one. Yeah, it's not yeah. even going to be any different than Doom but it, with the Warhammer skin, but I want it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And, I mean, I, I've talk, we've talked about it before. I, I don't know what it is. I just have this mental block right now where it's like I look at them and I think, ah, oh, nostalgia. And I'm like, okay, anyways, League of Legends is right over there. <laughs> it's not nostalgia, Victim. It's well, a game it, you it, haven't it, played. It is, it is. It's, it's nostalgic of the genre, I, I know. guess. But you know what I mean, right? It's like I look at Master Chief Collection, I'm like, ah, the good days. I had 3,000 hours in that game and I was almost, I almost was an ML, like genuinely at the MLG event for this mm-hmm. game and I just don't have it in there me anymore, people man. On the internet right now playing competitive matches on mcc on pc and you're not that there. are nowhere near as good as me and you're not there Damn. to put them in their place 
Um, I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't. I, I look at Gloomwood. It's like, damn, that looks good. I'm like, anyways. Um, <laughs> but it's like it does look really good. I just I don't have. I don't know something about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I'm so excited oh. for Gloomwood. I'm probably going to pick it up soon. Let, let me talk about my schedule, actually. I think that yeah. was a good time. And then maybe we can rapid fire through the other section. I know, Victim, you had something you wanted to bring up. I think we should end the show on it. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Good but idea. Let, let's rapid fire through the rest of the topics. Uh, let me talk about my schedule. So, obviously, the forum comes first. If you go to https colon slashy slashy melomancy.cafe, it's up right now. It doesn't have a theme. I'm the only user, and registrations are locked. But it's fucking up. I made it. It's real, right? The hard work is all done. I need to theme it, add boards, and uh, configure some stuff. So, like, for example, video embedding in posts. Like, if I don't have that working, why would we talk there instead of Discord? Because that's kind of important. <laughs> I had it working on the test site that I set up first. So, I mean, it's not hard. I, I just need to get the right thing. Um, so, that's really my top priority in my free time. Uh, if you see me wa- launch Warframe... Uh, in the next few days. It's because I'm trying to claim that damn, like, reward. They released their 50th Warframe, and anyone who logs in in the next, like, 20-something days gets it for free. And it's it's meta. It's strong. Like, and it's a spear guy. So it's like, of course I want it, right? You know, it's a sword and shield, or, sorry, a spear and shield, like, you know, like, Sparta guy. Love it. Um, so if you see me trying to log into Warframe, it's because I'm trying to claim that guy, but I will come back to Warframe soon. Um, I'm mostly waiting for cross-save right now. Um... Because, like, once cross-save is out, dude, with Xbox having Discord support, like, it's over. Like, I could just play in the living room. I can't wait. Um, because every time there's a major update, it's, like, a huge hassle to get it working on my computer again. But once I get it, it works fine. But it's still annoying. Um, priorities, though, like, first is the forum. And then um, the next thing I'm going to do, it's not a video game. I'm probably going to watch the Cyberpunk anime. I'm probably going to start that tomorrow, to be honest with you. I know you're going to want to I know you want to talk about that, Victim. I'll give. I'll let you talk about that in a minute. Um, I haven't started it yet. It came out today. It's the thirteenth yeah. of September. Um, yeah. And then after that, um, what is on the agenda? I think I might play through all the Devil May Cry games, uh, just because I haven't done that yet, and I think the memes are funny, so I want to play it. It. If you're pressed for time, don't feel bad doing three, four, five. Really. One or well, two you can skip entirely. It's it's. I think it's been entirely retconned. I don't think it even exists anymore. The dev- developers hate it just about as much as the DM, the the try the reboot attempt. Mm-hmm. So, one is still canon, but it's old and busted. It's just kind of janky. Uh, people like it still. It's just it's kind of a different game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, three, four, five. It, three is a prequel to, mm-hmm. to the entire series. So it shows you the origins. Four is a perfect middle ground, and it it doesn't even really like lean on one as hard as you would think it might. And five leans really heavily on four. So gotcha. So I should definitely play four before five. But three is so good and so important. I should start with three. Um, yeah. I kind of figured that. I already knew three was a prequel um, because I've watched the trailer a million times because it was one of the trailers on a disc that came with my copy of electronic gaming monthly back when Metal Gear Solid three came out and I watched that trailer a billion fucking times. And before anyone says it, listen here, the story is important. It's just, it's just very funny and janky. Sometimes <laughs> it is still important. It is, it is a masterpiece of hilarity <laughs> and the over one? the top of this. Oh no, just, just 
the All games in general. Okay. They're, they're they're so over the top that it's it's comedic. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm not committing to to Devil May Cry just yet though, because like um, I do still want to do a second Scarlet Nexus playthrough uh, with the other protagonist, because uh, I still haven't gotten to that. Uh, I kind of want to finish my play my current playthrough of Cyberpunk. I've been playing on the hardest difficulty, didn't finish it quite yet, and the new update's pretty sweet. Um, and then I was thinking about getting the new JoJo fighting game that came out a couple days ago. Um, that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but I haven't heard anything about it after it came out. Like, there's been, like, no talk. Like, you think huh. with how, like, fucking rabid and insane the JoJo fandom is, they would be talking about it. Especially since Stone Ocean, like, the new season just came out on Netflix, and I finished that. It was really good. Like, Stone Ocean's great so far. Like, it's there's something wrong with it. It's just Netflix's release model fucking sucks because there's no hype for the show Trust because it me. all drops at once. I hate it. I, I love binging shows a lot. Mm-hmm. But one of the issues with it is that if you don't want to binge, everyone else that binges immediately basically takes all the priority out of it. It's like, yeah, oh, you if can't I watch discuss the show three, halfway through. Like, uh, yeah. when you have a weekly release, the day that the new episode comes out, there's speculation on the next episode, discussion of the previous episodes. Everyone's on the same page, and it's very little commitment to catch up. Right. Whereas when it's released in bulk, you have to watch the whole thing before you even look at it online because all the discussions are going to be uh, between people who've already finished it. Yeah, and, and Netflix will do do the same thing with its uh, day, its week to week releases too, where uh, you know I guess it's not a problem if I was willing to sit down and watch anime. I, I don't care to watch. I don't I don't mind watching subs rather, but because I watch my anime when I lay in bed, it's so much easier to just watch it dubbed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the every anime that they get will be dubbed eventually. But they do the same thing. They wait for the full thing to release. Then they wait like a month and then boom, all of it hits at once as dub. Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you just just do the same thing every other fucking company does and like simulcast it like two weeks at mm-hmm. a sink or something. It's like, Jesus no. Christ, man. We can't do that, Vic. Absolutely Netflix, not. Netflix, get the fuck, get, get, catch up with the game, man. Fucking Netflix. So rapid fire real quick. So back to Warframe for a second. There was a huge update and the game has been swarmed with negative reviews from salty, like meta dumbasses, because uh, they nerfed AOE. <laughs> they didn't nerf the damage; they nerfed the ammo, and they took away the headshot uh-huh. multiplier. I mean, that's and then fair. they increased the headshot multiplier for the guns that still have a headshot multiplier. So, head sniper rifles better than ever, right? I feel like Warframe was too swarmy of a game to to do something like that though i'm not sure how i feel about that but i mean i, I haven't played in forever so well, i don't know the aoe meta was so disgusting that it was like an afk idol game. oh yeah yeah that that that, that was an issue they rein that shit in and now it's an active game where you have to actually play it to survive and i'm fine with i just that. feel like they a bit more deliberation mm-hmm. to, to how the enemies work was probably more what i was thinking yeah. oh man nice maybe change, but... does that mean old good old Soma Prime comes back to the meta. For Dude, Hedgehog. yeah. And then yeah, in, in the open world map, the third one for the infested area, yeah. there's a, a vendor that will sell you a Soma Prime mod that is exclusive to the Soma Prime that increases your crit chance for every bullet you fire, resets on reload. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know why, but the <laughs> Soma it. Prime was like a cheating gun at the time. Like it, it came out. It I was know. just so good. It, it's not any worse. In fact, it's a little bit better now with the times three headshot multiplier from times two. Yeah. Uh, but like other stuff is just better now. And also like there's like a new class of weapons that are just straight better. They can go to level 40, right? But they're like super hard to get. It's end game. 
And, you know, that's fine. You know, they had to add Endgame somewhere. Um, and it's a good update, right? I, I don't mind the negative reviews. Ho's mad. Um, there's so much more positive with the update than there is a negative. They they reworked a lot of shit that wasn't working, right? They buffed Frost, if you could oh. believe it. Well, they the way that Frost got buffed is they changed how Armor Strip works. It's now additive and permanent, right? So oh, before it was good. a percentage. So it's like I take away 50% of your armor, and then I take 50% of your armor again. What do you have left? 25% of your full, right? Um, cast it again, you'll be down to 15 um, Whereas now it's like, okay, if you take 50%, you take 50%. You do it again. They're armorless. They never get it back. It's permanent. So It's the never get it back part that's good. Yeah. So Frost, who's three, has like armor strip. Um, you will just armor strip the room. And it's like, haha, I am Frost. Your armor is gone. Have fun shivering. And it's like, fuck, <laughs> that works really well. And they buffed the three starter frames, especially Mag. Mag got the most buffs. Um, I'm excited to play Excalibur again. Just because, uh, you know, he was my first. As much as I love Volt, I did start the game with Excalibur, and his buffs are pretty su significant. Uh, and then Volt, the Volt Shield, whenever you can pick up the Volt Shield, but you have to pull your pistol out, now you can have your primary. That's bullshit. And all the powers cost less to use, and the speed lasts longer. It's nutty, right? Um, they, they went around, and they buffed all kinds of shit. And it, oh, get they're faster. all good changes. Every change was a good change. That uh, I really happy about it i'm excited to play it again but i have other priorities that are preventing me from just diving in right fucking now warframe is the wife not the mistress as they they said themselves and it's still true for me like other games always come first but i always come back to warframe it's the one constant in my life i guess um that's fair back to the rapid fire uh split gate split gate yeah. is alive split gate is fun split gate made a lot of money and the devs said okay uh our our game's jank because we wrote it in a basement with two people. Um, didn't expect all the success. That's fucking great, guys. Uh, keep playing. Uh, there will be seasons, uh, but features, we're going to stop making those, and we're going to make a new game that is Splitgate, but like next-gen and better, and in Unreal Engine 5. So they're making Ooh, a like new Splitgate with all their money instead of trying to patch up their old janky one. Uh, and it will still be free, <laughs> but it'll be Man, way prettier. Uh, right? <laughs> It's like Planetside Arena all over again, <laughs> but smart. Can we, but probably I mean, better. If they made Planetside 3 and then hit us with it being Unreal Engine 5, I... I mean, Bro. that's what they should do if they ever make it, but... Uh, I, I would... I, I think they're going to ride be that. Be beyond one. happy. I would um, be so happy. Yeah. Other Splatoon, news? Yeah, I was going to say, Splatoon 3 is also... like mm -hmm. I'm seriously considering getting into it because it just looks so much fucking fun, mm -hmm. and they have a card game inside nice yeah. um yeah funny enough genshin's apparently getting a card game too i heard about <laughs> that actually yeah um one Everybody last piece of rapid fire game. news um overwatch 2 dead on arrival should yeah we, probably should we elaborate i mean <laughs> they decided to do a battle pass and on the free track they're putting the, the new heroes that they're releasing to the game they haven't elaborated on whether or not that means that they're missable or if they will always be in the tracks or if it's going to be a way of FOMOing you into buying uh, tiers to their battle pass as a don't miss this hero. Or it's free to play. Mm -hmm. You don't really get to pay for her, but you're paying for her anyway. Mm. Blizzard's just dropping the ball again and, and people are not happy and nobody's, nobody's giving them the benefit of the doubt because they don't deserve it. At least as far as I've seen. So. Mm -hmm. 
probably dead on arrival. It'd it, it been dead arrival. in a month, dead in three months at least. Probably. I mean, the original Overwatch died pretty quick. It was like a skeleton crew because of all the fucking shitty changes they made to the game. Mm-hmm. Roll queue is such a stupid idea. Imagine Team Fortress Two, but you weren't allowed to play the sniper, even though you're the greatest. You know, you're really good at sniping, or or, or you're really good at sniping. And you realize your team doesn't need a sniper, so you wanted to swap to medic. But oh no, sorry, you're DPS. You can't be the medic. That's so it's dumb. Like, why would you? And, and so you get stuck with a team, especially people who maybe have no idea what the fuck they're doing. They might change, you know, change their mind midway through the game, but they can't. They can only pick the different flavors of the class they chose. It's like who the fuck at Blizzard thought that was a good idea? Anyways, that's the elaboration. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I. Certainly hope the game is dead on arrival. Yeah, that is really yeah. what I'm hoping for. It truthfully doesn't need to be a thing. No, and what'll unfortunately what'll end up happening is uh, there are a ton of people who, yeah, you because know, I'm not even getting into the like maybe we should boycott uh, Blizzard and like aspect. Mm-hmm. Anybody like everybody knows that Blizzard Activision, uh, they're a bunch of sex crimps, and mm-hmm. they cover uh, and those who aren't. Like at least management-wise, have been covering for sex crimes for longer than most of us have been alive. Right, and it's like you know, that's shitty. They shouldn't do that. Yeah, also the Blitz Chung shit. They've been in so many controversies. I forgot all about Blitz Chung lately. Yeah, Yeah, free Hong Kong, everybody. (sighs) Yes, you can't say Uh, that on Overwatch servers. That's right. Nope. Uh, Yeah, at least you couldn't for a while. I don't know, but now, but. Yeah, they probably can now. Um, but, like, it's one of those things, like, and I get in, I don't really get into arguments because that implies that I reply to people. Um, but, <laughs> that, but, like, I'll, this is something that uh, people don't like it when I say it, is, like, there is actually a wrong thing to do to be like, I want to play this game because it's fun. Like, from a moral standpoint, if you're, like, even if, like, I don't give a shit what moral think that you subscribe to, from a moral standpoint, that I don't think there is one that can be like, yeah, but they're also insanely evil. Let's let's throw money at them. Yeah, I mean. Like, this are legitimately bad people, like, mm -hmm. from pretty much every metric that you can measure bad. I just don't think think they make good games. I think even also, aside from that, that, though, it's like bad games, morally horrible people. But the the other side of it is that they don't they don't respect their consumers. No, they don't. You, you are literally buying into a company that just genuinely doesn't give a flying fuck about what you think. And we're not. Saying you might that, like the game for a yeah. month, but then they're going to do whatever the fuck they feel like uh, that month down the road. They're probably like rug pulls literally any fun you were having. Which, you know, sure, if you're fine with a month of fun, whatever, I'm not going to judge anybody, but, like, I would prefer a game to be long-term good, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, look at the look at what they did with Overwatch originally. They were very willing to shoot themselves in the foot with a fully automatic rifle with an extended magazine until they were empty. Mm-hmm. And they just genuinely didn't give a shit when the game flopped. They were very willing to kill off the competitive scene of another one of their games on a fucking whim overnight without any forewarning. This company genuinely doesn't give a flying fuck about you or the people that even make the money. They just yeah, don't I give don't a even shit. I forgot all about, about Heroes of the Storm. 
Wow. Yeah, here's the storm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah, no, they, it, it's just like it, it, it's not even about like morality. Like I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, well, I don't give a shit about any of this, but it's fun. It's like sure, but how long is it going to be fun? Also, like I, I <laughs> how like, long there are is other it fun, fun things? Yeah, there's there are other that fun too. Things and you know, I'm not arguing that this corporation is better to you than that corporation because at the end of the day, every corporation just wants your money. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But they like at some point in time, we as video game consumers went from being the consumers to being the product. Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, and I, I don't I don't like that that's the case. Right, and there's been a lot of like, like, I it boggles my mind how like uh, Naughty Dog can, and uh, the cronies that work at the. Mm-hmm. Oh, journal- yeah. The cronies that call themselves journalists, bloggers. Yeah, uh, yeah, bloggers. Bloggers, you mean? Yeah, yeah. the bloggers that uh, you know have the job title journalist at all the sites, saying that I'm a bad person because I don't even want to play the game. It doesn't matter whether it's fun or not. Like I don't want to go through the mm-hmm. rigmarole of buying a PlayStation, playing a game that doesn't look like it's in my wheelhouse. Somehow, I'm a homophobic, sexist, uh, misogynistic prick for not wanting to play the game. And I'm probably racist, too. I don't know. Um, they can call me whatever they want. I'm not going to give them my money. Right. And, in, in like, we've got the, you know, the guy who's in charge of the whole thing saying, oh, this game isn't m- supposed to be fun. It's then like, why call it a game? Yeah, honestly, I, I can understand. You know what? If, if he wanted to, to, to say it in a different light and hit, hit us with the fact that it's supposed to be a really hard-hitting story that's going to make you feel it's like okay you can say that man that makes sense but that people find that fun yeah people, well do, like, do you think people watch shit that makes them cry their eyes out or makes them shit themselves because it's anything oh. other than fun for them well i right. don't understand it, those people sometimes but it's probably that is why they do it well it, it doesn't necessarily make it fun per se but like you know we talked about a game that made us all feel a bit mm-hmm. earlier you know persona 5 like yeah. I could sympathize with the villain to the point where I'm like, how is it that the bad ending is everybody's happy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and, you know, and that's a, yeah, but that's not a, like anybody, like, I bet I can pull up reviews or uh, I'll politely call them reviews. Although it would, you know, you should probably play more than like 10% of the product to be allowed to review it. Um, about Persona 5 talking about how garbage it is, you know, how childish it is or whatever. I, I'm willing to bet that there is at least one on review on one of the major sites. Oh, that one, of, um, one of those blog sites, uh, Kotaku, they had an article where yep. they misheard the lyrics of one of the songs and thought that it said retarded. And they're like, oh my God, the Arsler. And they tried to cancel it, but really they just misheard the Japanese accent. Able-bodied people trying to say what us autistic people uh, can be can be called and uh, can and can't be called. Sorry, there we go. It's our word, <laughs> not our word. Er. Our word. It's fine. Er. <laughs> our word. <laughs> oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. That, that's an unfortunate. That's uh. an unfortunate overlap. That's the funny thing, you know. As gamers, we all have a touch of the tism. 
So who are they to say that we can't say the word retarded? No, I, I might, I might legitimately have a touch of autism. That, that was, that was. I'm not joking, but <laughs> I, I, I grew up. What are you talking uh, about? When I was younger, I was supposed to get tested twice, and uh, it fell through because uh, I, my parents never did say that they didn't try. But um, you know, as thinking about like the way the story lines up, it almost sounds like they were afraid to find out if I was maybe. But I mean, time was. But it's then. a spectrum, and um, people self-diagnose all the time. Like, yep. So, like, who yeah. are they to say? Truth, truth be told, I have genuinely no idea, but it would make a lot of sense. That's all I know. You're autistic to me, victim. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and my little brother, for the record, ended up being autistic. So. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there, there's, there's some precedent. There's some precedent here. Yeah. That's all I'm getting. Let's at. Say you're autistic for Dylan. You're retarded for me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We got you covered. Thank you. Uh. It's fine. I gave Rick an R word pass, guys. Fucking chill. Okay. I want one of those too. Send it over. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it is a thing, though, where things that are genu genuinely fun that they don't have a good way to codify for whatever reason, probably because the developers didn't shuff shuffle a lot of money at them or decide to play ball, because that's something that often gets overlooked with the journalism is Kotaku, IGN, all these bigger sites sometimes used to be gaming or uh, magazines that turned into sites. All these guys say things like, hey, we'll give you good coverage if you want, if uh, you give us stuff. And like, oh, it, yeah. it was brought up a lot. The old IGN days, yeah. yeah. And the, some of that goes back and forth. Seven the what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, and some of that goes back and forth, especially with like AAA developers saying, "Hey, you know, not they won't outright say you better give us a good review or you're not invited to our next, mm -hmm. uh, you know, closed beta or fucking whatever." But that's what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> and and to be fair, one of the things that I really hated back then, because I, I could see it clear as day, it wasn't all IGN's fault. These companies yeah. were paying them a stupid amount of money to do this. Mm -hmm. It was oh, the game know. developer's fault, or the producers, depending on where you want to look at this. Um, it was their fault, too, just as much. They oh, both right. were at fault. And the, and the only person that got shit was IGN. Mm -hmm. The corruption runs deep, and that's where I lost my respect for that one dude. The, the one guy that was, like, the most journalist-like of the bloggers. Oh, what was oh his name? Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier, Schreier right? He, uh, formerly of Kotaku, now of Bloomberg. The reason I lost respect for him, not that there was much to begin with, was he knew those Activision guys. He knew they were, you know, abusing those chicks, right? But he, they were friends, and he didn't disclose it. They had to, Someone had to blow the whistle. But, like, yeah. he would he would throw other developers that he wasn't friendly with under the bus for the same behavior as soon as he learns of it. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Double standard. And, and uh, that bothered me to find that out, too. I, I actually thought, I was like, oh, he's like, you know, he's still kind of a normie out there, you know, talks about games in a weird light. But at least it seemed like he was doing genuine journalistic work. He, mm -hmm. Like a journalist amongst the fucking weirdos that the call bloggers. themselves journalists. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah he's a, he was a journalist among bloggers. There we go. Mm -hmm. But um, but no, I guess uh, I guess I was wrong. Fuck. Yeah, he was just a. I mean, that's wishful thinking. Let's be real. He was that, a blogger in journalist's clothing. Yeah, yeah, that's the new well, episode and... title. <laughs> oh yeah, we're just banging out episode titles. We uh, we've had a couple now that are pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah the Trier Trier's a tough one too because like we say we look at uh, you know some of his older work like when he uh, ha agreed to talk to Young. 
and they had a good discussion. He That's called him a provocateur. Where... Yeah, yeah, well, that was, yeah, and, uh, well, that was because journalists are hateful towards YouTube journalists, uh, or Oh, yeah, bloggers, because, because they didn't have to go to school, and they do their job better than them, and... Right, well, they they're independent, so <laughs> they, they get don't paid have... more. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are also independent, so, yeah. like, they don't have a boss saying, hey, you know, Naughty Dog told us that we need to bring up X, Y, Z in mm-hmm. this review if we want a review copy of any of their games in the future. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they're prolific enough, like, young, maybe not, but, like, imagine, I don't know, fucking... I'll just toss out, like, a big big names like PewDiePie, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye from back in the day. Like, back in the day, if they weren't getting a review copy of, of a game and it came out that it's because they weren't willing to shill the shit out of it for money, that game got canned. Mm-hmm. At least in their circles, right? It's, like, it's pretty rough. The, 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 it, the possibility of negative news cycle. I mean, look at uh, MMO Byte. I don't know if we touched on this. He's gotten mm-hmm. into a bit of a set of uh controversies lately but like it was the same thing for him he if an mmo came to him and was like hey we'll pay you a lot of money to just say it's a good game he's like no fuck you mm-hmm. and then <laughs> he'll like you. blast them on his channel but it's like really quick but he won't name yeah. drop them and a lot of people are mad about that it's so like, it's like oh so you're not gonna let them scam us but we can now accidentally step on the landmine it's like uh-huh. yeah i kind of understand he, he does kind of still gotta protect out. his brand yeah it's, it's shitty but at the same time it's like I, I kind of get it, but at least we know now that he's not willing. He's not going to chill us super hard. Well, mm-hmm. right, and then you've got the other side of the coin, like but, upper echelon, which right now he's mm-hmm. going heavily into uh, journalist stuff and not reviewing games. But mm-hmm. he's basically blacklisted from every major oh, publisher yeah. because mm-hmm. he will absolutely say on his reviews, like, "By the way, these guys told me that if I wanted a copy." I need to give them a positive review. And I told them to fuck off because I don't do that. Yeah. Angry Joe does that now because nobody, nobody will give him a review copy unless they like are genuinely a decent developer, but Uh, he goes out of his way for some of these companies that won't, won't do that for him. And he'll review their games anyways. mm -hmm. It's just shit. all over. I got some problems. I don't really, I don't watch his shit anymore, but I found that funny. I don't watch it anymore either that or something like that too is that uh, some of the companies got a, a little kinky over his review style and he's oh like, yeah you know yeah. what i'm get, do, going to do it doesn't matter whether i like your game or not yeah, yeah everyone's all of his reviews were negative until Portal it's funny well yeah, yeah. one of the but you know but he he's honest about it where he says like no game is without flaw like that's fundamentally what it comes down to he'll talk about the fun things the things they enjoyed, but no game is above reproach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I actually, think that's pretty much what where his brand came from. Is like something about every one of these games is going to piss me off, and I'm going to scream about it. Right, and actually, <laughs> funny enough, he was one of the lighter uh, reviewers on uh, Saints Row. Oh the, fuck, you're right. Yeah, but that's because he was honest about it. Where it was, it wasn't actually that bad of a game. It was a bland game. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a game that had no reason for existing. It was just it, disappointing. It wasn't, like, awful. In an industry or even a genre where most titles are 7 out of 10 or higher, they, they hit a 4 or 5 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, uh, obviously it has some problems. Well, like, like, I'd argue the story was, like, a clear, like, 2, maybe 1 out of 10, but gameplay-wise, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was a fine 2008 game. 
It uh-huh. just happened to come out in 2022. <laughs> and we don't harken yeah. back to 2008 gameplay styles. Like, and those won't come back around to like 2040 or whatever. Oh, uh, you mean you mean you mean until Dead Island 2 comes out? <laughs> Maybe if. We're... But in just that six order... short years, we will be 20 years away from 2008. <laughs> <laughs> six short years, Dylan. What are you saying? COVID 2022 is coming. No. I'm just saying, like, 2008 was a good uh, year for games. Some and predictions. It's I pretty see. close to being 20 years away. <laughs> yeah, the um, yeah, it was a good year for games, and but like that gameplay style can't really come back because. Mm. So a lot of people can't understand this, but we used to think some things that are not kosher anymore. We used to think that brown people were bad, uh, just as a culture. We didn't come out and say it, but. All of our white male protagonist heroes were gunning down brown people in droves. Yeah, it was, it was it, relatively accepted, it, especially like what in like the nineties. Well, specifically after two thousand, yeah. you know, specifically after nine eleven, <laughs> that too, brown yeah. people were bad because up until that point, Middle Easterners uh, were just white people that spoke a little funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right; they say, were just white people because, like, you look at the yeah. the average complexion of someone from Iran. And it's like they're just white people that dress different, right? Oh, don't yeah. tell the Genshin Impact community that you'll get canceled. I know. <laughs> they think. It, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. In it's partly Egyptian too. All right, I'll give credit where credits due. Egyptians were a lot darker skin, but whatever, man. But even then, like you look at the modern it's day an Egyptian anime game. like person, and it's like they just look like white people with tans and black hair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's they a... were treated as such before nine eleven. And the you know, gay people were not allowed in public spaces to be gay. Uh, mm-hmm. This is just like standard stuff for everybody, and so a lot of people are acting like these are like foreign concepts that you know some people are not going to be accepting the new lifestyles. They just aren't. It's never like one of the greatest things that has to happen for progress to occur is the previous generation has to fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like when we look at like the games that happened at that time, you know. Modern Warfare 2-ish, I think, 2006, I think, was Modern Warfare 2, maybe 7, whatever. It's in that same ballpark, right? Like, you got Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare trilogy, as it were. Um, You've got all these different things that are happening, you know, that, you know, brown, gray uh, tone for over all our shooters. Mm -hmm. You know, you got shooters that are not... In a dusty, blown-out village in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you've got games that are not even remotely politically correct. You didn't have to play, uh, as it fucking Postal, which has gone so far off the rails it's not good anymore. Yeah, it, it, it went from being like wacky, funny, haha, to well, wacky. I don't what know the that fuck for is going on because they made a new one and I haven't played it. But like, oh, even the developer no, it, jokes it about been... the third one. Oh no, it's gotten uh, lambasted even by the people that usually like it, the games. It. Hmm. It's, it was kind of, uh, from my understanding, I haven't played it either, so someone can tell me yeah, if this is a bit off the mark. But uh, it kind of had the Duke Nukem Forever issue. Mm. It tried yeah. a little bit too hard to be something out of time. that mm. is just out of time. Yeah. It, it wasn't like people were getting offended either. It was more just like, it was like trying to make the same joke twice. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it was funny yeah, the you're first exasperated. time. But... Well, you're if any You're of my friends on Steam are listening, that would be a great gift for me. <laughs> if you wanted to surprise me, it was like, I do want to try it, but I don't think I want to buy it. 
Well, and that's one of those things too. I don't want to pay for it. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> I didn't really like the. I felt like postal. The original postal game had like five minutes of gameplay. That was the issue I had with it. Right. It, well, it, it genuinely it was... felt like you could do everything in the game in like a couple seconds. And I was right. like, okay, it, cool. It, it's supposed to be excessive. It's supposed to be yeah. offensive to mm-hmm. somebody. It's like being mad at South Park. Right. Uh, but even South Park was a little bit more risque in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way of things. Like we've gotten a little bit more <sighs> reactive toward to things that make us not feel good. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that accepting people for as they are bad. I think that that if you're taking that away from what I'm saying, you're doing it wrong. But the the time frame and the way that the social climate was at the time, we we as a culture were much more conservative and much less accepting of new and different. And uh, so the you couldn't like you can't get the games that we had right. made now. Though like mm-hmm. games where you know we're not hitting our diversity quotas because we don't give a shit about diversity quotas. Though I'm just that, I'm patiently that very, happening. I'm very very patiently waiting for the day yeah. where all these protected minorities get fed up about you know their identity being a costume for these you know game designers. <laughs> Well, right. Yeah, it, well, I mean, we were we already still we see that now though. Uh, There's plenty of people that spoke out against the fucking weirdos. Like, oh my god, I, oh, I mentioned true. it briefly, but the the Genshin Impact thing, uh, the 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 Archon, the god of this new region, um, mm. is the, like the desert. as pale as it gets. Right. Right. Just just like whiter than the half the fucking cast. Right. Mm. Um, they're they're a little girl. And they got like a cute little dress on, and everyone's like, "That what the fuck does that have to do with uh, rainforest or desert culture?" And they're like, "Oh, they're whitewashed." And the voice actress is like a black woman. Oh yeah, who's actually a really good voice actress too. Like, funny enough, it's just like, and in the moment that that gets brought up, boom, all all conversation just gone. People just fuck Mm -hmm. off, strap. Well, no longer had that criticism. Disarmed, no matter what. Yeah, (laughs) they they were so. criticism it's when so it comes funny to, man yeah a lot of the criticism when it comes to those things though is manufactured yeah so mm-hmm. you know we, i'm not gonna bring up our pre-show topic any again but we talked mm-hmm. very similarly about that where like companies will pro you know they'll call it proactive uh proactively say tell their uh casting crew that uh you know you're a woman on the internet men are gonna try to sexualize you and send you nasty dms I'm sure it happens, but like in 2008, if I went on the internet and I said something about my feelings, I'd be told to kill myself. And that's mm-hmm. just saying hello on the internet, basically. Right. <laughs> like people telling me they fucked my mom is their way of saying, you know, good game. Function. I learned a lot about my mom back in 2009. Right. <laughs> right. And that, but it's this thing where like we, so if it's unacceptable, we have to treat it like it's unacceptable. You can't just socially say being told to kill yourself is bad. No, we need to treat it like it's a crime. Mm-hmm. Like that, otherwise, there won't change. Right, and it still won't change, anyways. But no, it won't. Uh, that's th- like there has to be got... societal interest in making yes. the change. And so, a lot of the people in the games industry that like make games and the publishers that pay for it, right? They, they want certain things and they get they inject it into their games but like sometimes it's at the sacrifice of quality right and i i think the people that they're trying to represent 
should be mad about that because they're being used. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, and they absolutely are. You're not wrong. Like, uh, there's no mm-hmm. way that uh, they're not being used. It, yeah. It's a, it's this shield of like in. Yeah. Like, like people that I, uh, I have an example. So I, okay. I've given this example on the show before and it's hypothetical, but like imagine how bullshit it would be if, and this is a movie example, if they made a black Superman movie with black Clark Kent before making a static shock movie or a green lantern movie with Jon Stewart, the good one, right? <laughs> you know, those are already black characters that are fleshed out and awesome. Actually, but, really fucking good black characters too that genuinely need more representation. Right. I just I, with getting their own fucking movie would be perfect. I don't know what the but fuck they don't. The Hollywood I grew execs up don't want that. Static Shock, man. The Hollywood execs it, are like, no, those aren't good enough. You need to remake a white character as a black man. And it's well, like, right. Why? It actually, though? in two thousand eight. Well, it's because it, it's controversial and it gets talked. It, right. One side well, gets mad that they're ruining their beloved comic, and the other side gets mad that how dare you be mad at a black man? It's like that's not the fucking point. Right. But it, yeah. it it easily draws conflict, and conflict draws fucking people. People will go well, hate watch it. it. People it, will go watch it because now they're being told that their their feelings are being respected. I don't fucking know, but yeah, it's it's, it's strange the way that it gets handled, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, that is a problem, but. You know what? Japan doesn't give a fuck. They're gonna. I was actually gonna say that uh, <laughs> we talked about Ghost of Tsushima earlier, um, and a lot. How many? How many people, especially white people, they got so fucking mad. They're like, "Oh my god, a Western studio making a Japanese game!" And then all the fucking reviews come in from the Japanese side of things. They're like, "Oh my god, a Western developer made the Samurai game. Woo! I love this game. It's so good." And it's like, "Oh, Samurai Sword goes sweet." They're so it's excited. Like, they're just fucking in throw up by it. And then all the Western bloggers are like, how dare they? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, or or even further back, if you want to even talk more on the political side of it, like the whole geisha thing where the lady got fucking shouted out when literally all of her like Japanese like group was like, no, she went through the trials of it all. She was accepted into our group. Why are you the one mad? (laughs) Well, and that's a big deal. Like it, it is that like reactionary outcry that are mad at they're so afraid of being racist that they they were willing to go for the throat of other people right they're getting mad at other people like for other people like you can't get mad like you can't get mad for me that i'm not being represented that makes no sense Mm -hmm. so let's get to our last agenda item yes Yeah, yeah yeah victim tell me how far are you? How is it so far? Episode four. Uh, I've, wa- I've watched episode four, so I'm, I'm on five, I guess. Um, Cyberpunk so, anime. Yeah. Studio Trigger. So, Studio Trigger uh, is a weird one. So, I think everyone knows, like, their, their Gynax roots, you know, uh, what's the fuck? Uh, Gurren Logan, throwing drawing blanks on that. Uh, you know, into things like Kill a Kill, Inferno Cop, blah, blah, blah. They were mm-hmm. the the kind of the kind of studio that would do like these weird moves that I always thought were fucking stupid. So like uh, Kill a Kill, decent show, honestly, it's okay. I think it's like it's genuinely like five out of ten. But it, it was Kill one of those shows five that, like, out of ten. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, I think so. I like that show a lot. But <laughs> it, it was trying to be a dialogue on fan service, mm-hmm. and they're basically trying to show that like 
uh, on one hand, they were trying to show that it's not that big of a deal, but on the other hand, they were showing that how like gratuitous it was and how comical it was to to to, to overblown it, overblow mm-hmm. it. They were trying to make it comedic in a way, right? Draw attention to it. But at the end of the day, they just gave us a show that was filled to the brim with fan service. It, mm-hmm. What what dialogue? Nobody even knows that they were trying to do that anymore. I say that, and people are like, "What are you talking about, victim? That's not right." And like, I, you can go look it up. I'm sure there's I mean, still interviews the, and shit out there where you the can message find that. is pretty clear after watching it. Like to me, anyway. Like yeah. symbolism is very obvious. But but there's a lot of people that didn't get it. Are you sure they're not just like you know people that just like cute anime chicks and they just like share the images and they never watch the show? I mean, that's there is a lot of them that exist. But either way, point <laughs> I'm getting at is that like you know they they had that kind of dialogue. Uh, and then in like the first few seconds of the cyberpunk anime, there is uh, vagina, uh, boobs, um, a full-blown sex scene. Well, I mean, there was a sex scene in the trailer, and that was on YouTube. Was it in the trailer? Yeah. I didn't even see that. I mean, okay, it was a plot. Hey, hey, we didn't see anything happen because we saw we nipple. Than... I, I remember seeing nipple in the trailer. Like, <laughs> but but that 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 just I I laughed because I knew it was coming. I knew I knew it was gonna happen. I I, I knew it was gonna be a thing. Because it was Netflix. Netflix is the big was the big catalyst, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, how far how far has Studio Trigger fallen from all their metaphors and and, and dialogues that they've tried to open about all this shit? And then they're like, I mean, fuck it, money. Here's Kill the Kill scene, was a everybody. long time ago. Is this really a far step away from Darling of the Franks? No. Yeah, Darling of the Franks was just trying to like over. It was trying to be a dialogue on the coming of age story, and I how mean, it's handled. Basically, is there a reason that their mechs needed to have make the pilots? essentially have anal sex that was literally the the, the joke i guess but yeah it I, I don't know the entire ins and outs on that one mm-hmm. i stopped following them that closely by that point but yeah i'm not i mean it, it, um, there's nothing wrong with it for the record it's whatever i expected it i knew it going in i i, I mm-hmm. fully understood it was netflix and they were gonna do that yeah. uh, i'd be a hypocrite because I, I watched the the witcher netflix i still need to watch season two but same fine. But anyways, uh, the quality of the show, because that literally is like 10 seconds. Both segments of the scene put together is like 10 seconds max of sex scene. So it's whatever. But um, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's still got the kind of like Studio Trigger like quirkiness to it, where like some of the animation is just... it's It, it almost feels like it's supposed to be more comedic mm-hmm. than in a lot of ways. But it doesn't happen very often, and they've definitely become a bit more serious in the way they animate. Especially for this project, it works out. It's pretty good. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm probably gonna start tomorrow. It, I, I will say, obviously, I'm only four episodes into ten, 10 episodes, uh, so who knows where the turn and, and the twist and how bad it gets. But I will say, uh, this is a very minor spoiler. But there, uh, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be vague about this. Uh, they actually kill a character that I'm pretty certain is a character in the game, unless they just use a similar model to like mirror for this character they animated. Um, but that surprised me, so I don't know where the fuck this takes place timeline-wise. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you might not even recognize it, because it's from, a, like, a side quest. Hmm. But I recognized it, I'm like, wait a fucking second. I was like, huh? huh? I was like, where the hell, when the hell does this take place? <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, no, it's, well, it's pretty good. I, I, I've been enjoying it. it. It's, it's definitely cyberpunk in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited because um, it's Studio Trigger, and I'm really not bothered by the sex scene. It was in the trailer, anyway. Um, but like, um, uh, me either. I, I I've talked about it before. I don't like it, but it's not like I'm bothered by it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's more of a thing of when I see it, I think, oh, the author either doesn't have a spine, 
or they don't have any confidence in the writing. That's that's where my brain goes. Obviously, that's not the case. It's a cultural thing nowadays. Yeah. Also, I think very clearly like, not. But that's how my brain works. Like so. so, sexual activity in general in cyberpunk fiction, I think, is pretty important. Because uh, if you look back at like the yeah. the hallmark like cyberpunk works, right? Like I think William Gibson's Neuromancer, right? One of the best books ever written. It started the cyberpunk genre effectively, right? And there there's a pretty lengthy sex scene in it, right? But like it has narrative purpose, right? Um, it's not just like, you know, here's this character, get to know him. Okay. Now he's going to hire a hooker. Like, it's not like that or anything, yeah. right? It's actually like bears weight in the plot. And then you think about Blade Runner. Like, I don't think, I don't recall there being a sex scene in Blade Runner, but like, it's kind of implied it's, it's a romance, right? He's lusting after right. the robot girl, right? Yeah. I was going to say it's like, it, it's, it's, it's pretty heavily implied, but I don't think they ever mm. show anything. Right. And one of the targets, Overall, you know what I mean? One of the target replicants that they're after um, is a sex worker, right? Like, yeah. So like these these ideas are like you know kind of inherent to the whole cyberpunk thing. And then if you ever watch Hardware, like uh, when the robot goes in for the final kill, uh, it's with a fucking like penis knife that it has for some reason, and it's like weirdly sexual. Um, he doesn't succeed. Like that that's the fight where he loses. But still, that that movie's crazy. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I forget the the term. There's an actual like uh, philosophical term or whatever that's like attached to it, and it's one of the themes of cyberpunk. Uh-huh. Is uh, I wish I could remember the fucking term right now, but it, it's like uh, basically to do with the 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 draw of human to machine, uh-huh. right? And cyberpunk, while it isn't the only one that deals in it, uh, I think a lot of sci-fi kids tend to branch that way. I feel like cyberpunk, whereas it's more grounded. It's not about space travel. It's about the world evolving and us becoming something we aren't or, or evolving past what we are, becoming something extra, but at the same time still being human, right? So it's like, yeah, I, I get it. There, there is a narrative purpose there, for certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Valhalla, for as tame of a game as that was, had uh, plenty of uh, innuendo and reference yeah. and... Uh, I think there's even a couple scenes. I mean, one of the characters is literally a prostitute. Hell right. yeah, so. Dorothy. Hell yeah, and she is the coolest prostitute ever. And she's based off a really cool character from a really cool anime, um, called Big O. But anyway, um, so another thing to point out in in cyberpunk, right? Is um, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Rip. Uh, I know that feeling. Derailed. I got derailed. I was going to talk about something related to um, sex scenes in cyberpunk. There was more. Oh, right. I remember now. So if you recall, like, Ghost in the Shell, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, seeing, like, the, the bare, like, nipples and breasts on the android women, right? It's like they don't have shame, right? And it makes them feel more inhuman, right? Because it's, like, a feeling that they don't know or can't process, right? And so, like, sometimes, like, narratively, you could use, like, nudity to convey, like, an inhuman, in a human body sort of, like, imagery, right? Um, you see that sometimes in, in cyberpunk works as well. Um, but uh, I, I think I'll leave it at that. So I saw on Twitter, you said 8 out of 10 so far, and Kill a Kill was 5 out of 10? I got to I gotta know wow. some more scores in your repertoire to kind of, like, gauge uh... where this is at. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Kill a Kill for me was it just I, I didn't. The setting was weird. The characters were 
anime characters. It, I don't know. Kill a Kill just didn't, didn't stick out to me. I really liked Kill a Kill, but I'll forgive you. It's okay. <laughs> Victim's so, allowed to have bad takes. It's fine. You said on Twitter <laughs> that so far, 8 out of 10 for the Cyberpunk anime, but I need you to like rapid fire score some more anime, so I have a no, I have no what 8 out of 10 means to you. Oh, okay. Well, uh, oh, boy. So, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was like an easy like 9. 9.5 out of 10. Uh, Are there any 10s at all? The last Airbender. It, uh, no. I, I'm, okay. I'm really bad at giving things 10s, man. Okay. I, I, I save that for, like, truthfully amazing things. I don't know. It's not FMA? Airbender okay. the closest <laughs> that I can pull off. Like, yeah. that one's probably the closest to 10 for me. Which one? Like, Avatar. Uh, Avatar. Okay. Same, same deal. I, I, think it, I think it's right up there with Brotherhood for me. Um, Having what, a complete story is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what else I've watched. Uh, I, I want to think of something more recent, but I can't fucking brains. Yeah, what have you watched recently? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I watched Comey recently. You know, romance anime. Uh, but uh, I, 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 yeah, like seven, seven out of ten. It's kind of boring at times, but whatever. Um, what else, man? I don't watch anime all that often right now. I'm being put on the spot, so it's hard to fucking think. Uh, God, Vic. <laughs> uh hit me with some things like some some names and i'll, I'll see if i can't uh, uh jojo okay uh, part one and two are like eight and ten both I, I like them a lot uh-huh. uh i i am having a hard time getting through three because the first half is completely boring um that's that's valid i will uh, one day do it because i really do want to watch the rest and i really like jojo so uh, the rest is so good you got a stomach part three you know what you could skip to like the end and then just start part four because part four is like peak, especially because you like Persona that, Four, but... and Persona Four yeah. was based on JoJo Part Four. Hey, you would like Part Four. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of other fucking animes, man. Uh... Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga is like a six out of ten. Okay. Um... Uh, six out of ten. That's heavily carried by its animation. Okay. Uh, Roroni Kenshin. Like seven point five out of ten. Cabo Bebop. It's good. Well, I've only watched the first six episodes Fuck. so far, but it's uh, yeah, because you're it, bad. It, it, it was an easy, easy eight eight point five out of ten. Well, if you finish it, definitely it'll be ten out of ten. If I finish it, it'd probably be much better. But okay. I, don't know. I was gonna say Cowboy Bebop's definitely a high one too. Now that you mention it, mm-hmm. Trigun, Trigun, same thing. Yeah. yeah, Trigun, uh, yeah, Trigun's like a nine out of ten. Okay, Outlaw Star. Uh, I never watched Outlaw Star. Tenchi Muyo. Never watched it. The fuck's wrong? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, well, Tenchi Muyo, the best part about that is it had its own, like, War Saga spinoff where it's like, oh, yeah. fuck all this uh, harem shit. We're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I love it because the next series of Tenchi Muyo picks up where he's back in his harem and uh, he's just like out of habit. They, what is it? They put on rings to get into their, like, uh, super suits. Like their uh, fighting suits in the war arc. And I did not get that far. Bathroom. Oh no, he goes <laughs> to the bathroom and he's like brushing his teeth and he's like casually like, oh, let me put this rig on it. It goes through like a full Sailor Moon transformation. He's like, oh shit, I don't need that anymore. Takes it off. <laughs> it was just great. That show was a trendsetter for sure. Um, all right, what about um, Sailor Moon? I, I I think I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. I think I liked it a lot more when I was a kid. I don't think I would have liked it nearly okay. as much anymore. Dragon Ball. Uh, 
Yeah. Original okay. Dragon Ball is mm-hmm. like an 8.5 out of 10. Dragon Ball Z, it's probably like an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. What about GT? I know that, that's a hot take to, to <laughs> rate the original over, over Z, but honestly, I fucking love it. I don't think that's very hot of a take. A lot of, uh, but a GT, lot... GT is like a 7 out of 10. A lot of people hated it and would have rated it much lower, but I, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. The... Even if it was continuity breaking, it was still fun. Trying to think what other, uh... yeah. We already know your opinion on giant robots, so we're not gonna me- mess with that. Um... <laughs> hmm. Naruto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe it. Original Naruto was like a six point five out of ten. Shippuden. It had some really good moments, but there was a lot of really low moments too. Oh. So. Yeah, believe it was a very low moment. Yeah. Every episode. Every fucking episode. <laughs> I hear shipping got better. I just had a hard time stomaching. No, yeah, he stopped saying believe it. <laughs> I didn't. I I didn't watch all of Shippuden because that's ridiculous. Uh, Destiny did, and I I was par- present for its highlights. And uh, she watched it in Japanese, and it's like the dub was available. It would have been a lot more convenient to watch the dub, but it's so bad that just listen to it in Japanese. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Naruto's definitely one of the ones that suffers for being in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because the, I don't know. Too many characters, and at the time, the English vocal cast was very small to the point that they were getting men to do women's voices. Yeah. Which is usually um, the other way around. In, uh, yeah, they, they genuinely were scraping the bottom of the barrel like, to get uh, people it to wasn't voice Goku, act for it. Wasn't Goku's original VA uh, woman? Yep. Mm-hmm. They kept it in the Japanese. That's why the English is better. Yeah. For when he grew up, I mean. And then uh, I got. She was a great props. voice actress, just definitely not the character for adult mm-hmm. Goku. I gotta say, I gotta give props to JoJo. Like, uh, I didn't like the English dub for like the earlier parts. So I watched those in Japanese. Also, they're iconic. They got some of the best Japanese voice acting I've heard. Though I can't really judge Japanese voice acting because I don't speak the language. But like, it's very entertaining, just the way they inflect their voice. Um, but the uh, the later parts, like uh, four and beyond, right? Uh, really good english dub uh and i've heard the english dub for three part three is good as well but i did not watch that in english actually what i've heard about jojo's english dub is that it's a different experience and mm. it's a good experience but you should watch both is what i've been told mm. because the the jokes are just different also they're good but they're just different our boy yong ye the fucking villain part six and yeah. our and our fucking girl uh fucking the hero Kira buckland is yeah jolene yeah you know good old yeah, Rena, the, good old uh, rena chan yeah she's young doing is getting, good finally finally getting real work and uh funny enough the other one that uh always surprises me when he's just just how prolific he is is uh the prod z mm-hmm. yeah he's in a lot of things uh, he, he actually made a joke about that on a podcast recently that he was on and where he fucking mentioned that um people were like oh I didn't know you were a voice actor. Uh, I heard you in this. Is <laughs> I'm so proud of you. He's like, bro, I've been voice acting for like ten years. He's like, yeah, he's been the <laughs> like he's been a like prolific voice. Actor. I didn't know, but people but, uh, didn't. People don't know him by his actual name. No, yeah. people know him by Pro ZD. So when they see him credited, they just think, oh, voice actor name, cool. Mm-hmm. They don't put two and two together, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, he—he's he, a really good. He's a really. I mean, for as goofy as he is in his videos, he's yeah. a really good voice actor. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I'm back to Young A for a second. Like, so same. Yeah, Rick, have you have you watched Stone Ocean at all? Or no, uh, Jojo. Jojo has this problem of Netflix. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, it's if you Netflix want Netflix, show. I could just make you an account. <laughs> I, it, I have it's room. Fine, though. Well, no, it's fine. It, at this point, like I, it, I'm being uh, willful about mm. uh, about it. Uh, There's really not a whole lot on Netflix. I'll admit. Yeah. Um, like I also didn't have a T. Well, I still don't have a TV, but I didn't even have a second monitor for ages. So, mm-hmm. like, I'd have to commit to watching anything. Yeah, fair. Oh. Um, it's just uh, I just want to point out, you know, Young Ye, he, he does a really good job uh, in his role. Like, he's I believe it surprisingly good. I was like, damn, menacing. All right, I get it. Yeah, I think that's another big thing too is that the JoJo dub is being dubbed by genuine fans too. Mm-hmm. So it's like that probably helps a lot. Yeah, a lot of our, um, yeah, well, that's a big deal. A lot of our stuff is now being done by people who grew up reading or consuming, because like, so for whatever younger listener or people that are out there in 2050 listening to the show binging it, we didn't used to be able to get anime like it, we, it that was a nearly an impossible task for us to acquire like manga mm-hmm. in the united states uh, within my lifetime you had to import it and translate it yourself yeah that yeah was, that was and then there, like, of it. the few things that did come over like for like like the, sailor moon for anime anime right like um heavily doctored yes and changed and awful like oh yeah the biggest example is harmony gold you want to talk about harmony gold for a sec like oh yeah i'll shit on the people that uh ruined robotech i know so let me let me lay the 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 neutral um uh uh, context because i actually kind of like what they produced but i didn't watch macross (laughs) so what they produced is fine Macross is great but so Robotech is a franchise created by Harmony Gold. They bought the rights to three different Japanese anime shows, right? That all had transforming mecha. They, they all had transforming mecha, but they and they looked kind of similar, kind of like how Hanna Barbera cartoons look similar, but they're not the same. Um, yeah, they they looked close enough, and they took the the three different animes. They only bought one season of each, right? The rights to them, and they basically dubbed over it and arranged the scenes such that they told an original story that had nothing to do with the scenes that they were using. So if you were a fan of Macross, which ended up being very popular, it's like, what the fuck? This is a scene from this season of the Macross show. And it's like a different fucking show. But then the other two, they didn't go anywhere. Uh, Those shows uh, never got sequels. Uh, I don't even know their names. (laughs) They did not. And no, what the Robotech story is actually a really good, like humanity story. Mm -hmm. Um, They did a good job with bringing up being in it, telling an adult story. Robotech is one of the first anime like cartoons for lack of better terms that uh, told a dramatic story because the, like that we got in the U S because mm-hmm. other than that, like you had Simpsons, you had the Beavis and Butthead, I think mm-hmm. no, they, they would be coming later Beavis and Butthead, but things like that. And Astro Boy, right. Speed racer. Right. Right, but those are like comedies or children's entertainment. This was like mm-hmm. one of the first times you had like a narrative. Drama. Yeah, like a drama, like something that wasn't just a 30-minute episode. Monster and, of the Week. Yeah, Monster of the Week, unconnected. Because uh, mm-hmm. it was one of the first times that you got it. And, you know, people that like anime, you have a lot to thank for Harmony. You know, you have to thank Harmony Gold, even though they did brutalize 
the Macross saga, but that's okay because Macross it's had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, one of the worst things that they've done with uh, Macross is go retell a time before the uh, alien invasion with it. Mm-hmm. That was one of the worst decisions because uh, it's because one of the problems when you tell prequel stories is you want to add new things that are cool uh, sometimes from the future stuff, even though it doesn't make sense mm. to have, have it. Yeah, no, they, I don't know all of it. And like in Macross, humanity becomes like a true spacefaring uh, species. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Stargate that. in yeah. a way. Like they start from, oh, we're exploring and it's weird to like, we have ships now. Don't fuck with us. <laughs> well, right. And that, that I was going to say, yeah, no, Stargate is a great example to be like, yeah, all your fancy laser rifles and shit. And you know what? Bullets. Bullets <laughs> fucking work, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite scenes in Stargate. Where they're like, that's a weapon of terror. This, this is a thing to murder people with, motherfuckers. <laughs> I love Stargate. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a great story though. Like in Macross, or yeah, Macross in a lot of ways is similar, where it's like human colonies constantly fighting with other things. But they introduce cool things like the Valkyries, the mm-hmm. main mecha in the Veritech the fighter. Yeah, the Veritech fighter, the VF one Valkyrie stays in service for a long ass time, and As they do things like yeah, they do things like add, give its rifle a bayonet. That was one of the coolest action scenes I've seen in Mecha. It was. Uh, the like them using a goddamn bayonet, like because you know we got other sides like Gundam. Gundam, there are a few like stabby swords, but for the most part, it's all beam swords. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally royalty free lightsabers. Uh, and they, yeah, no, it, I don't know. I enjoy the visceral combat. There's a reason I liked uh, Iron Blooded Orphans for uh-huh. uh, so much, and the Eighth uh, MS team as well. Yeah, it just felt more, I don't want to say real, but grounded. Uh-huh. Something about it just resonated a lot better. Like, humans should be using fucking bullets. Yeah. When I don't you, know why. When you compare, like, the fighting scenes in Iron-Blooded Orphans and 8th MS Team to, like, Studio Trigger, it makes the Gundam ones look like the fucking LimeWire beheading videos. <laughs> right. <they're, laughs> By comparison. Well, oh, God. The, yeah, no, <laughs> the old like, full circle. Well, and that was one of those things too. Like, uh, you know, Iron Blade Orphans. It's been a while since it came out, but like, the hero of sorts that uh, the protagonist in that show, he didn't play by any of the like I'll let the villain monologue rules. Or like, like one of the best scenes is legitimately the like this enemy uh, chick and her two surviving uh, subordinates up mm-hmm. to that point her challenge him to a duel. <laughs> Yeah, they well, they hit the nail on the head with her. All of her subordinates are blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> they're they're not being subtle at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she challenges them to like an official duel kind of thing, and with chivalry and knighthood, and it's like no, no, nah, bitch. He just takes off, <laughs> like because they're standing outside of their cockpits to make their announcement. He takes off and like backhands one guy out of the cockpit, just straight up. And then the other one, you know, runs and gets into his cockpit. It doesn't get his mech started up in time. And uh, Miku, uh, Mikazuki, I think, or whatever, Mika, that's what they always shorten it to. He just steps on the guy's cockpit, just straight up. 
Like, there is no, like, chivalry, no honor. He's just like, no. Like, you're standing in the open. I'm going to shoot you. It's life or death. It's war. Right. For them, it's like, (laughs) right. Right. For the kids, it is life and death. For those other people, they keep treating it like it's a Sunday stroll. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely insane to, like, I don't know why, but Iron Blood Orphans really brought war home Mm -hmm. in a way that you don't normally see, even in war anime and there's been a glut of those uh recently 86 is mm-hmm. possibly the best non-gundam mecha anime uh ever made and it is it, it but the war comes home like you have to like the people have to deal with the reality and they do a good mm-hmm. job with like um having the female protagonist have to grow up be like oh, my help for these people isn't helping. It's just making me feel good to say I'm doing help. And it, it I don't know, it was just nice. Yeah, it would be mm-hmm. like, we don't want your pity or sympathy, you know, kind of thing. It, it would just, it, the Japanese do not give a shit about American politics because the Americans couldn't make a show where somebody had anything to say other than nice things to this girl that is functionally doing nothing but saying that she's doing a lot of great work. But remember, the Japanese made Metal Gear Rising, and that game came out in 2013. Oh, God, I love Metal Gear Rising. <laughs> Senator Armstrong. <laughs> is, I don't give a shit that he's the villain and evil. By all accounts, evil. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. <laughs> he's so evil. <laughs> right, but like he wears it like his tie. It's immaculate. <laughs> All right, I think we've talked enough. So, bringing it back, victim, eight out of ten so far. Yeah, eight out of ten. I, I would, I, I genuinely think that as long as it stays the course with the way it's going, it should be good. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried that they might go a little too gung ho with like uh, I don't want them the games of Game of Thrones. It I feel like that that'll mean? ruin it. Uh, anyone and everyone is very capable of being fucked or killed. Um, you don't like that kind of like risk reward in your shows. Mm, I don't think it, I don't think it's risk anymore. Uh, if everybody's if, if everybody it, it kind of you know the idea is like oh if your show's too safe there's no risk. But if everyone's if everyone's you know on the chopping block it's like there's no more risk anymore. It's mm-hmm. just that's kind of what ruined Game of Thrones at the end there though because like they gave everyone plot armor in the final season and like nobody died. It was fucking strange. Like they yeah. go against the greatest threat ever and like nothing happens to them. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I think there needs to be a proper balance. It, it, you can't you can't go full send one way. Mm. It must be right, unless balance. I guess you're. I mean, unless you're doing something that's like a fucking wholesome, like wholehearted feel good Z show, and then I hope you don't kill anybody because then I don't know <laughs> what you're thinking. But I mean, otherwise, mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise, in like a in a proper dramatic drama like you know involvement show, you should have a good balance. We need to see the characters grow and evolve and do things more than we need to see them get their heads chopped off. Uh-huh. But it's fun it's, when the, Studio Trigger my, does that's it. Been, <laughs> that's, been, that's been my philosophy, anyways. That's one thing I didn't like about the ending to Gurren Lagann. They kill off so many people. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they had already yeah, Gurren Lagann hit. goes hard in the we already <laughs> We already had the, you know, the noble sacrifice bit go forth. And like then they just them, kept doing it. <laughs> the, the fact that they, they decided to reinforce it in the very end was really weird. 
Oh man. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but, I don't know, think people remember nice. Gurren Logon for its ending. Yeah, it but it was a good bittersweet ending to be like, you know what? He saved the planet, he did everything for the girl. And then he doesn't get the girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh no, no. No, no, he gets her for a whole month. The author like <laughs> said on Twitter like they had enough time for everything. Oh, sure. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I get that. But like I'm saying that like at the end, like at the end of the hero's journey that you know he went through, he doesn't get his like he doesn't get rewarded. I mean, look at Yoko. Every man that she fell in love with sacrificed themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, she has the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. So I, I think in the end, the only two people that could have ended up together was just her and Simone. It was just nope, fucking weird to Simone, think about. Like Simone went through the stages of being in the big titty anime girl. And then settled on uh, his wi true waifu, the the wholesome the girl one. in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's mm -hmm. my girl in the well, box. I mean, I mean, if his dick is small enough, I guess he could have had sex with the ring over oh and over again. Yeah, I think he left the ring on the ground when he le walked away. Yeah, but he came back for it later. He just didn't want. He just didn't want to. <laughs> Even want anybody to see it. Let's move on with this outro then. So, Sorry, fuck. <laughs> moving swiftly along. So. Thank you for listening to the Melomancy Podcast. This has been a two-hour and 52-minute uh, ramble sesh. Uh, so, again, Melomancy.cafe is live, but registrations are not yet open. I'll give you an update next episode, but if you check it between now and then, it might be available. You know, stay in touch. Um, the goal is to have it like ready by the weekend, honestly. like The hard parts are all done. I just need to customize it and turn it on. So... Um, Maybe um, we will have our next uh, agenda planning session on the forum instead of on Discord. And maybe we'll have some contributors. I don't know. Um, and all the other good reasons to have a forum, I'm not going to repeat them. So you can find me at shipposter.club slash Dylon. And if you follow me, you can get notified when these streams go because we are still streaming live when we record this just because I'm using OBS to record the session. So it makes sense to stream at the same time. It's just so easy, right? Whatever, right? I know you're all listening. You're not watching live. I see the metrics. It's clear to me. Um, <laughs> it's on my priority list after I get the forum up and maybe spend some quality time on myself playing some video games. Uh, I'm going to go revisit the podcast setup uh, technology-wise for like what tools we're using to record because there's some better tools out there that I think we should try. Um, and also, we're going to be moving podcast hosts in the future soon too. Because uh, SoundCloud does not support podcasting. It's just a file repository, and they don't help us at all. So one day, I'll move us to a, po a host that actually cares about podcasting, and I'll have like better metrics and stuff. But eh, besides the point, <laughs> give a better update next time. Victim, what are you up to on stream? I thought I would be done Genshin Impact much sooner than I am. You're still in the uh, weeds, huh? is fucking huge. Oh, I think I'm almost done. So I'll probably be back to Phantom Brave before too long. And then after Phantom Brave, is it Xenoblade time? Yep. Fuck yeah. I'm going to make some time for that. Uh, I'll watch the VODs and skim through if I can't. But uh, I'm so excited for you to play that goddamn game. I'm ready to cry again. Uh, <laughs> and we said... And then, uh, you know, Rick, you, you can find him on the Discord and uh, soon maybe on the forum. <laughs> absolutely yeah you will absolutely find me on the forums mm -hmm. i will be in charge of them in some manner in some manner you can help us fill it with shit posts yep <laughs> all right 
I'll allow it. That's a wrap. Thanks, everybody.